welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 100, and we are talking Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation 1. Welcome, and thank you to everyone who is listening right now. I can't believe we've hit it. We have hit episode 100. If you'd asked me when I first started this journey if I was going to make it to episode 100, I probably would have said no. And I think for me, it's been a personal achievement. I am blowing my own horn, but I'm really impressed I've actually managed to stick out. And near enough every week, I think 95% of the time, I produce a new episode every single week. I think it's just I'm proud of my own... I don't know, drive, really, and ability to do this. Yes, I know I need to get better at actually getting the episodes out on time. Usually, it's meant to be a Sunday, but it seems to be going a little bit further out. But there has been stuff going on. Um, so I am... That's something I know I need to work on, like improvements. But either way, this is not to shit on myself. This is the day of praise. This is the day of great joy. Because episode 100 is here. And of course, we are talking about my favorite game of all time, Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation 1. There's no point even doing it while you're going to give it out a 10. It's getting a 10. I don't care what anyone says. It's a 10. It's perfect. Well, it's not perfect. I know it's not. I, but I can see the flaws. I do see the flaws of this game. And I like the flaws. It's that little, little bit of skin tag. A little bit of a wart. You go, ooh, I like you. Yeah, I don't mind. You can stay. It's not too much of a problem. And of course, because it's episode 100, we needed to get a big guest. And a big guest we got. My podcasting idol, the number one gaming podcast in Canada. Remember the games, Adam Blank. For me, it was a massive, you know, I was so happy when he said he wanted to do this show. Because I've listened to Adam for a long time. And there is going to be a lot of dick sucking. He happens on the episode. I'm not, I'm, you know, sorry, mom and dad, it happens. And I've been a big fan of him. I started listening to his show when I was doing leaflet drops for my job. He's just trying to get more people to come and help with the service. And it just helped me pass the time. And it was really funny. And with YouTube dying, I still wanted to make content. I decided to make a podcast. And I got to know Adam before when he was like, in the, I was in the first 200 Patreon subs. And essentially, I said a chat to him, and the podcast idea grew from there, and it's got to where it is now. And so I was so happy when he said he'd come on the show. I know Final Fantasy VII isn't his favorite game of all time, but it is mine. It, you know, he's a big fan of it, so it was always good to have that chat. And it was I really appreciate he gave me the time for his busy schedule. So he came on, so we had a good laugh. We did, <laughs> although his version of accents needs to be worked on. It really does. Of what is an Australian accent, of what is an English Scouse accent. Oh, we go into that, don't you worry. Now, if you are here just for Adam, go about maybe half an hour. Please stay, though, because we are going to try and have some fun. That's the whole point of this show. Now, first of all, I do need to get the Patreon plugs and all that out of the way, because it needs to do. It's episode 100, for God's sake. Wherever you are listening to this show, please give it a five-star review. Please just say it's good, say it's bad. It helps with the algorithm, gets it out there. And whenever you see this come up on your socials, please give it a retweet, whatever, get it out there. The more people have eyes on the show, the better. If you want to help support the show financially, you can do on patreon.com forward slash retrowars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. Now, this could be top tens, modern day game reviews or gaming events. 
Normally, I do a sneak peek, but I'm not going to do that this time because I released DLC Episode 71 as a freebie for everyone. The Copy Awards 2024 were done and they are free for everyone to go have a listen to. The next week, I will be doing a review of Onomusha. So the Onomushu Onomushu cartoon that has been on Netflix. So I'm going to be doing a review of that. Now to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers. And they help provide games and consoles to 150 children's worlds across the UK. Now so far I've only raised about 70 cents Australian which I know isn't much. But I'm hoping in time the show's going to grow, the Patreon's going to grow. And it means we can start donating a lot more. To also let you know, the channel is on YouTube at Retro Wars, where I do little documentaries, retrospectives, maybe once or twice a month. So if you are listening to this, please go over to the Retro Wars YouTube page. Just give it a subscribe. It really helps push it out there. And if I do make it to 1,000 subs, I will do the same thing. And 5% of any income generated from YouTube will be going to the charity. Now, if you do have any old games you want to donate directly, the link is in the description below, and they will really appreciate it. Now, additionally, for your money, you get access to your own Discord, where you can basically chat around with the rest of the Smut Squad. You can get access to Message Me 101, take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll probably butcher your names. Right, let's get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want. So we've got quite a lot of messages this week. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, Dear Danny Danny Bobani Banana Fana Fo Fanny Fee Fi Fo Manny. Got that in one. Very happy with that. Congratulations on getting to episode 100. Since you're talking Final Fantasy 7, if you were to swap out a character from 7 and replace him with a character from a different Final Fantasy, which character would you which which character would you swap? And why? Um, I get rid of Kate Seth. Immediately get rid of Kate Seth. Does my head in. He's probably the least favourite character. And which one would I... Yeah, he's just shite. I understand him for plot purposes, but he just... He just... He's not fun to use. And we get into that in the main episode. He's just not fun. His limit breaks are ridiculous and stupid. Like, fuck you, cat. Moggle. Whatever you freaking are. Who would I swap out for? Um, who would I swap for? Do you know what? I would probably swap. Oh, I'd probably swap for Terra from Final Fantasy VI. I think she's really cool. Like having an Esper on the team, saying that oh, you do have Vincent who changes, but to have someone who can actually become a summon, I think it's really cool. I think a story would be amazing. Like how she can be the point of how the hell we even have summons like how does that make sense and she can be that kind of link to the summoning world i think that'd be awesome although that means then potentially other characters can't summon i don't know but either way it'd be cool to have an actual summon in the game as a main character so terra's my answer captain n says pip pip danny old boy it's 100 episodes and you deserve the best question to mark this occasion so if you could take a shit in any celebrity's toilet who would it be and would you flush no, David Attenborough, easy. David Attenborough's toilet. I would 100% make sure I do like a Randy Marsh-esque poo. And I would then not flush it because I would want him to document it. Because I want to go, here, yeah, in my toilet. 
is the world's biggest poo. You can see from the consistency, this man does not eat well. I would just, I'd die. I think that would be the best thing ever, having Dana Attenborough comment on my poo and how good it is. That's solid answer in my opinion. I'm, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> That's what it's like on this show. Storm Beagle says, Danny, congratulations on 100 episodes. You're one of the hardest mother- working motherfuckers I know and it shows in the quality of your show. I don't think I am. I think I could work harder and I think there are much... I'm doing a podcast for God's sake. People who like graft and basically keep our society together, doctors, nurses, they do way more than me and there's plenty of other professions. I'm just an idiot in front of a computer. Cheers to the next 100 episodes. And one question, what's the one game you can't wait to cover before episode 200? Ooh. Um, it's probably the one game I really want to just, I'm really excited to go play again. It's Final Fantasy Tactics. I, I love Final Fantasy Tactics. Like We know Final Fantasy Tactics Advance was episode 50. I love Tactics. I think it's a great game. I love that sort of RPG. That's the one I'm... Oh, I... There's Tactics Ogre as well. There is Tactics Ogre for the PSP. I know there have been this version of Super Nintendo where it's originally from, but the remakes went forward on the PSP. I do want to play that as well, but I know that game's going to take forever to play, whereas Final Fantasy Tactics is a more condensed version. So yeah, that's the game I'm looking for before episode 200. Will it be the 200th episode? I don't know, but I am looking forward to playing that. Raging Demon says... Congratulations, Danny. Good job, my friend. Okay, Final Fantasy VII is one of those games that reminds me of stuff like The Da Vinci Code, where everyone was like, you've got to play slash read slash watch this, and I haven't. And the more people dig in and tell me it's good, the more I dig in and say, I ain't playing it. It's just an RPG, JRPG with a guy with a sword. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be strong enough to lift, and some more attractive female characters to make fans thirsty. Very true. Probably great for its day. I don't doubt that at all. But the fact people are more excited for a sequel to a remake of this than they were for Final Fantasy XVI shows how shit the franchise is now. But I digress my question. What is the game that people absolutely love and that you just refuse to play? I know every sublime work on the Saturn is there, excluding Saturn games well played. (laughs) What do you refuse to play? Once again, good job and get into episode 100. Love your work. Okay, so a few things there. Look. I think the reason why everyone's so excited about Final Fantasy 16 Rebirth is just because of the legacy that Final Fantasy has. That that game has. Final Fantasy 7 has such this huge legacy. And also, I think, because the stories diverged and everyone's like, oh, shit, where are we going to go in Rebirth? Like When you did the remake, everyone's like, yeah, we know the story. We're not going to happen. And boom, the story started changing. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It wasn't in the original. Oh, hang on. And now everyone's kind of like at the same boat, like, oh, hang on, what's, where are we going to go with this? So that's why people are excited. They don't know where, which direction it's going to go to. What game do I refuse to play? Um, I'm really scared of having to cover a Persona game for this show. And it's not that I don't doubt the quality of it. It's the amount of time I'd have to sink in. Because I'm like, Ugh. And... If you're gonna have me real sucker, it's most oh, it's Xbox 360 games. I'm not looking forward to when I have to start playing them, just because I've never played an Xbox 360. I look at it and go, Ugh, Ugh. you would look at it with pure disgust. I feel like I'm betraying Sony and Nintendo by going to it, like, Ugh. and I come back to it like when you 
had a dog. Well, I've now got a dog, and you go see another dog, and your dog's like, the fuck you been? That's what I kind of feel is going to happen. Like, my PlayStation controller's going to sniff me up and down and go, Ugh, the fuck have you been? Cheating on me. That's what I think's going to happen. But I, I can't say specifically a game I don't want to play. Um, but I just know that the whole console itself, I'll be like, yeah, Sega Saturn games as a standard. The one game I do want to play from that, which is really annoying, is Virtual Fighter 2. Because it's a legendary game. Like, it was, it came out just, just after Tekken 1. And I know it's got a huge legacy behind it. But the fact it sits in the Sega Saturn, I'm like, ugh. So maybe I do the arcade port. Ah, so you get around this shit. I don't know. Need to think about it. Chris Coplin says, Congratulations on 100, Danny. Not even any smuttiness or cheekiness this time. You're doing great stuff. Look forward to next 100. Ah, thanks, Chris. I really appreciate that, even though considering I gave you the worst Patreon of, of the year award, something he's going to strive for and aim for every year. Now, I said, thanks, Chris. And I love having you on the show. As always, thanks for the support you give me. Finally, Dave McGee says, Dear Daddy Danny, congratulations on your first 100, and I can't wait for your next six or seven. I'm just episodes, are you? Okay, I know what you mean. But seriously, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Thanks, Dave. Thank you very much. Now, I am looking forward to having Dave on the show. He is coming on. He's going to be our Master System guy. So Dave will be on the show at some point. Now, I know we've had Raging Demons come on to the Master System game, but Dave McGee has got to come on, and he's basically said, No, I want to do that game. I want to do that game which is why I need to download the Sega Ages on my Switch and start playing Alex the Kid. Yes, that'll get an episode one day. But that is it. Thank you all for the nice messages. It really does warm my heart when I see stuff like that, so thank you. It's now time for our new section, which we call Patch 100. Patch 100 is where I look at what's been going on in the week of gaming and give my thoughts about it, really. Now, there's not many stories, but I think they're still really good. The first one, Brian Cox has released a Tekken trailer. Yes, Bandai Namco released their um, new trailer for Tekken because it comes out in next Friday. It's out. And it's a story summary of what's gone on from Tekken 1 all the way to Tekken 8. And it's narrated by Brian Cox, of all people. It's like... What the fuck? And it's brilliant. It's so well done. Because you've got this you know, Shakespearean legendary actor in Brian Cox. And he's going on talking about Jin Kazama and the devil Gene. And how Hihachi threw his son into a volcano. I was like, how is he doing this with a straight face? Yes, I know money is the answer. We all know. But it's so funny. Like, what? I've got to read this? Do you not know the work I've done? The great films I've been in, I now need to do this. Oh, it's just superb. Like, what? It's only about five minutes long, but just watch it. I was like, you should get an award just for that. How deadpan, not deadpan, but how, like, without a smile, he actually goes through all the rest of the cast and the story is like, okay, fair enough. He just goes through, like, Jin, Jun Kazama, Jin, Hayachi as a Kazuya. I was like, oh my God, this guy's a hero. I, what a hero. Talking about heroes, yes, the next set of heroes are back on the Game Boy Advance. 
Golden Sun and Golden Sun The Lost Age should be out roughly today. It's out now in Australia. They'll be opening up for the rest of the world as time goes on. They are both out now. They are legendary games and everyone's been asking for more Golden Sun. I've only played the first one. I played it on the original hardware. I played it again. This is a while ago I played it when I was going back to the UK last and I played and finished it. We do have a guest lined up for that, a.k.a. Lindsay. <laughs> I joke because Lindsay's like, I won't play it until it comes out on the Game Boy, on the N uh, Switch Online. Nintendo Switch Online. I was like, right, Lindsay, straight away. I was like, on you go. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> do the first game. So we are getting an episode of Golden Sun whenever Lindsay finishes it. That's the answer to that question. But I am looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to playing Golden Sun The Lost Age. I never played it back in the day. So now I can play it on my Switch. Very excited for that as well. Probably will do some cheat codes to start the game. Because you can transfer your file over from 1 to 2. I don't know if I've got Golden Sun still on the... I'll have to check if I've still got it on my console. If I have, I'll use the same code. If not, I'm just using a cheat. Because I'm lazy in that sense. But come on, I've got to get through these games quick, haven't I? And the final story we're going to talk about, there have been positive reviews out for The Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, which I'm happy with. Because I remember when I first saw this out, I was like, oh, this game looks really great. But then I got my hands on it at um, PAX, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I need more abilities, I need more time with it. So I'm glad to see that the reviews are strong, because what's better for more Prince of Persia? It's a legendary game series. I know it's had its knocks back in there, back in the day, but it'd be nice to see it back on the horizon. So great, well done, Prince of Persia team. Um, well done, Ubisoft. I'm made up, and hopefully it does well in the sales. That's going to be the key, isn't it? You can do all the best you want in the reviews, but if your sales don't do it, ugh, we've got some problems. So we'll wait and see. Now that's about it for that. Uh, not much, but still good stories. Now, normally I'd be doing um, Stick It Up With Ginger. I'm not doing that this week because I don't want to go on too much. But what I'm going to replace it with this week is just a simple channel update. Now, the channel update is where I basically let you know what's been going on. I think I did this for episode 52 uh, with a one-year anniversary. I'm going to do it now for episode 100 and just let you know where the show is and what the goals are for next year and what I'm hoping to do for the next year going forward. So, so far, we've got about 40 episodes banked, which is just mind-boggling. I, I've managed to get all my guests and they've been so good. They understand, like, just because you record it this week... You know, you might not get played for a long time. And uh, we've got games that haven't been... I've been done a long time ago. And they just haven't yet seen the light of day. Like, I'm looking through some of these games now. We've got Razor, Advance Wars 1, Breath of Fire, Marvel vs. Street Fighter, In the Hunt, Pitfall, Sonic 3, Super Mario Land 2, Tekken Tag, Wave Race, Wonder Boy, Yeast 3. There's so many games there. And that list is only growing. And I am... I am literally humbled by anyone who comes on the show and isn't like, when's my episode coming out? When's it coming out? Because I try and be fair to everybody so everyone gets a fair shake because I don't want it to be dominated like Raging Demon, Raging Demon, Chris, Raging Demon, Chris, Chris, Chris. I want to try and mix it up. And I'm so grateful that 
everyone's given me their time, everyone's really got behind the project, and the fact is, by having these 40 episodes saved, and that's not meaning I'm stopping now, but it could be I say to everyone, right, it's a month off, I'm going to play a JRPG, I'm going to be a while, just give me, let me just get that done, okay, and it just takes the pressure off, that I always know I've got something, so I'm so happy, and thank you for everyone. Um, goals for next year, so the goals for 2024, um... I want to try and hit 100 Patreons. I do want this to grow. And I think, as I said, if I hit 100 Patreons, my aim is to buy a peer box immediately so I can buy, so I can send stuff around the world and you guys can send me stuff. And, I, and by that, I don't mean big stuff. I just mean like a Pokemon card. That's always been my dream to have a Pokemon card with everyone's signature on it and what country you're from because I think that'd be cool, so cool to see on the wall and as an added motivation. I'll send one back as, as well with abuse. I also want to get to 1,000 subs on YouTube so as once I get to a thousand subs, that's when you can start getting revenue. And that means I can get a bit more revenue and put that towards, I don't know, bits for the show, maybe spruce up this place a little bit and also get some more money for the charity. Because that's the main thing, isn't it? If I can get more money for the charity, fantastic. Although I probably will need to really start bookkeeping if I'm doing that, just for the way how YouTube deals money. Um, so if you are listening to this, please just head over to Retro Wars on YouTube and just give it a subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes like 10 seconds. And there we go. It's great. Um, the, with the charity, my game is to, my aim is to try and donate 10 games this year. So they're after more like the Lego games, kid-friendly games from like the PS4, Xbox One, Series, whatever, PlayStation, whatever, and Switch. So I'm aiming to try and get to a stage where I can afford 10. Even if they're second-hand games, that's fine. The charity don't mind. If I can get to the stage where I can start donating Lego games, I'd be really happy with that. So hopefully, if the Patreon increases, I've got more money. And if anyone just wants to donate a game, let me know. And then we can put that off the target, which is great. So the plans I want to do. Yes, I'm going to continue to keep working on YouTube projects. Uh, I know someone's asked me, is that okay? Am I going to manage? I should be okay. As long as I get into a good routine of getting up in the morning, I should be okay. I will do one a month, either one every two months or once a month. We'll just see how my workload is doing. Again, Retro Wars will be the main project on the podcast. YouTube is the side project, so it's not going to be taken over. I want to reassure people I'm not going to be chasing the views on YouTube. I'll be chasing the views on the podcast. <laughs> so the podcast will always be the one that it's not going to get left behind. I, I, I'm still working with people, still working with all those guests I've had previously, and they all have been in touch about what games they want to play. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can play that. And they're going to come on. So I'm not stopping playing games. I finished another game yesterday. I think I've finished two games in the past three days. So that's been really good. And they'll be getting episodes soon. Um, hopefully, I will be going to Sydney Comic Con and PAX 2024. That's all going to be if I get press passes. I'll be making the applications when I get a chance. Keeping my eye out for that. And hopefully go to a few more events always going to be it's always a dream and if i get to go awesome but it's a wait and see there's no guarantee again if i'll get a pass we just have to wait and see the future um charity stream now i do want to try and do a charity stream in march i think it's a good way to you know connect with all you guys i think it'll be a bit of a laugh i've never done a stream a live stream before really so be it's scary to be honest, because I'm scared I'm not going to get the hardware. I'm not going to get everything to work. I do have a friend called Jimmy who is quite good on streaming. I'm going to ask him for help. He lives nearby to see if he can, we can get everything set up here. I'm going to do... I'm not sure if I'm going to do a 24-hour stream or a 12-hour stream. And the goal for that stream is to either raise £250  
or again, 10 games donated. And I'll consider a game like $20, if again, if it's a, a second-hand game. So if I can get to, you know, 10 games or 250 pounds, it really should be 12 games, I'll be made up. I'm just now working on a list in my head of games that would be good for me to play. And I'm going to try and go with games I've never played before. So I'm Metroid Zero Mission is going to be one of those games. So I aim to start it and then complete it with your help. That's how it's going to be. So I'm trying to work out what games I should play for the show. So then basically I can do an episode of it. I was like, yeah, played it now. I can do an episode of it. So work on a list. It could be... And I'm not going to do a JRPG. I'm not doing RPG just for the simple reason. Like if I wanted to do, I don't know, a Tactics Ogre game on the Game Boy Advance. I was looking at that one. That's going to be 15, 16 hours. That's most of the stream. And I don't want to do that. I want to try and mix it up. And, you know, have a few four, five, one-hour games, mix it up that way. So, I'll work with probably a few of the Patreons to tr- who know me best and what games might be might be appropriate for to do, to do. And also, bear in mind, I'm doing this from a computer. So, I'm not going to be doing, like, I don't think I'll be doing PS2 games. I don't think I'll be doing Xbox 360. It's probably going to be, like, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Mega Drive, Super Nintendo... Master System, be those sort of games I'll be doing. But we'll again, we'll get more information as we get closer to the the actual day, and I'll release it going forward what games I'm going to do. Right, there we go, and that's essentially it. That's the goal for this year. I hope everyone is going to be excited as I am. I know there's just a lot of food diarrhea coming out of my mouth, but hopefully we get there. Now let's move on to our final Patreon section for the day which we call Survive or Die. Hey, listen! Now, Survive or Die is a little game we like to play where each week we get two video game franchises, characters, games, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is sitting there armed with a Shao Kahn hammer and dressed in Earthworm Jim's suit. And we ask the question, which one of these characters or games should have their brains smashed in and which one of them should live to fight another day? And as we're talking Final Fantasy VII, we are talking about Aerith or Tifa. Yes, Two of the main girls from the game, they've got their fans, they've got their haters, but I want to know from you guys which one of them should have their brain smashed in and which one should live on. So, yes, you guys all wrote in for this one. You have fun with this one. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, I mean, Aerith should just die again. Spoiler. I, li- I mean, literally, the game would just be so drastically different if she didn't. Plus, she actually needs to die in order for everything to work out okay. Plus, Tifa is better everywhere. Anyways, yeah. Spoiler, the Aerith dies. Sorry. Yes, uh, I understand that one. Although, yeah, imagine she came back to de- back to life. I'm alive! <laughs> Whoops! Teeth, ooh, is, teeth is better everywhere. Okay, I'll listen to that opinion. Captain N says, Aerith, the wholesome beauty who offers Cloud a flower at the beginning of the game, has a tragic story that has resonated throughout gaming history. True. Her life waiting for Zack, meeting Cloud and the gang, and ultimately her death told the story beautifully. She is beloved by fans of the game, and her role in the upcoming Rebirth game leaves those fans worried she'll die yet again. However, Tifa has big tits, ergo Aerith can die again. Yes! Tifa does have big boobies. She has two big boobies. Oh my god. Yes. Just be... Boobs. Oh, oh, oh. Boobs. Hey, 
she said, boobs. <laughs> oh, oh, beautiful. She's got boobs. Oh, God, I'm so juvenile. Storm Beagle says, Aerith should stay dead. Sorry. Oh, hang on. Did you mean to say Ares? I'll read this properly. He said, Aerith should stay dead. Sorry, Aerith. Sorry, spoiler alert. Did you mean to say Ares? Because in, like, the European-American, it was aimed Ares, but it's meant to be Aerith. So I'll read it as, Ares should stay dead. Sorry, Aerith. Sorry, spoiler alert. I think that's what you meant. Tifa can stay alive, and we can test out those boob physics, if you know, you know. Also, I love her character, and she charmed the fuck out of me And when I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yet, she is charming. That's a good word of it in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, she's a very charming character. But I loved her design. I look at her and go, Jesus Christ, how does she get that body? I know through technology. But I was like, Christ, that is someone who works out. That like, I can't do that. I look at Cloud and go, geez. I look at Barrett and go, I I would love to be you, man. Like, there's there's a few things that's never going to happen. Like, I'm never going to be black. I'm never going to cut my arm off. So those things, those two big things are going to be probably the reason why I don't become Barrett in a cosplay. Definitely not going to become Barrett in a cosplay. That'll be me cancelled in minutes. So not happening. So, yes, that's three down for Aerith so far. Wow, she's not doing that well, is she? Uh, Raging Demon says, Tifa should die. People go on and on about her. Blah, 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 blah. She'll probably die in the new, new old remake sequel thing that's coming out this year. Or she could be killed by the Jackson Tekken 8. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting if she died? If she was the one to die in remake? Oh! I don't want to think about that. And she's not going to die in Jackson Tekken 8 because I won't let her. So there's a thing that I believe she will be a DLC character in Tekken 8. I, I just think it's easy promotion. It makes complete sense to get her in the game. But Bandai Namco will be hiding that forever. They will not want to get that released. I imagine if they're going to sneak it, it will be coming out next month in line with the game. But wait and see. Chris Goplin says, ah, two women who know something is wrong with Cloud but continue to lead him on in order to gain obtain their personal goals without actually trying to do anything to help him. Cunts. <laughs> but you know what? Teeth eventually does try and help him. She does try to bring him back from his psychotic made up world and likes him for being Cloud. Aerith is happy with him being a zombie or of her old ex-boyfriend. Also Tifa's rack. Also Italy. If you know, you know they're both awful. But Tifa survives. Sephiroth Shao Kahn Mahamas. Sephiroth Shao Kahn Masumi Hammer Party. I think I said that right. I read, I did have to redo it, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, they do kind of. I always think they kind of mess them around a little bit. It's like stop messing with the poor boy. At least Jesse from the remake is honest about it and goes, "Yep, I want to have sex with you." I'm making it abundantly clear I want to have sex with you. And if you just had one more night cloud, it would have happened. Dave McGee just says, boobs. Awesome. That's a level of, you know, that's the maturity level we have on this show. Thanks, Dave. Boobs. And who am I going to kill? Oh, it's easy. Aerith is always going to, yeah, no, she's going to brain smashed in. Come on. I love Tifa. I don't, and it's not because of boobs. I, I do love Tifa. She's a great character. She's one of my mains. I had said aside from Yuffie or Sid, I love playing with Tifa in the game to get that bit in there didn't i because i know some of you sickers are thinking what's going on here but yes that 
I do love Tifa. So, Aerith, I'm sorry you can die again. I'd die- kill you even before the point. I'd before you even summon Holy. Sod Holy. doesn't do anything at the end of the day. The live stream saves the day, not you. Holy's, like, just halted back a little bit. But I'm sure the live stream would have sorted that shit out. So, actually, you're not even needed. Just, just kill her now. Cloud, just cut her head off the moment you met her. That would have solved all these problems out. <sighs> Thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it, as always, joining in. All right, what have I been playing? Well... I have finished off Dragon Quest 4 for the DS. That is finished 100%ed. I beat all the, the, the post-game, and I was happy with it. Do you not really enjoyed that? After playing Breath of Fire 2, it was like a palate cleanser, and it was good fun. So that has a guest, and the guest is going once. Like, he's like, oh, can I play it? I was like, yep, it's fine. So I messaged him to say, there you go, it's done. On to you, sir. So Dragon Quest 4 is going to get an episode at some point. Dragon Quest 3, I've been kind of hang firing on that one because I was like, oh, I want to wait for the remake, but the remake's not come out. So I'm debating playing either the Game Boy game or the Super Nintendo version of it. That is a potential. I think I'll probably do the Super Nintendo version, which was a remake of the one on the NES. When I'll get time to play it, I don't know. It's just... There's other RPGs I need to play. And we do have Dragon Warrior 2, Dragon Quest 2. That has been banked, uh, which is done by Chris. So we are waiting to release that one. And then yet um, we have an app guest for Dragon Quest 4 at some point as well. Um, I've also completed, played and completed Metroid 2 for the Game Boy. Uh, it was on the Nintendo Switch Online. I've been asked to do that. So I've played it. My God, you need to have... Eve. I played the Game Boy Color Filter. Oh, so much better with that filter. Like, I was struggling on the monotone black and green. Really struggling with that. Cause like, what am I doing? And get a map. You need a map. Otherwise, you are lost. That's the best way of saying it. Lost. But I've done it. I finished it last night. I beat the Queen Metroid. Had a, I thought it was all right. thought it was an all right game. So I'm looking forward to get a recording of that in the future. All right, what have I been up to? Well, we're trying to get Pat settled in. Pat, if you don't know, and listened to last week, is our dog. He is a Jack Russell cross, and it's been a bit of a struggle. He's fine at home. He's great at home. And I was messaging Raging Demon about it because I had to cancel an episode because he'd been, he kind of nips when he's out and with the dogs. It's not nasty. It's just, it's a playful nip, but he wants to be the dominant one. But we need him not to be the dominant one. And he's desperate to play with other dogs. And we're worried if he hasn't got that socializing in him, he's going to cause a fight. And it happened, unfortunately, when the missus was taking him out and a huge Alsatian came off on the bounce and he nipped at it and the Alsatian wanted to kick off. And that's what my wife's scared about. So I'm really hoping things work out for Pat. I really do. I I love having a cuddle with him. He's so good with hiccups. Like hiccups can literally lie on him and he's not arsed. He's so gentle with her. But he's not settling as well at home. Apparently he was nonstop for eight hours when we went out for work, just back and forth, back and forth. I'm hoping he settles down today. Wait and see. So, yeah, I'm fingers crossed. I really am hoping it works out for Pat, but we are still on that trial mode. Yeah, it's what happens when you get with rescues. and They have issues. We need to work on it. We know we're not giving up on him yet. We want to work and work and work and train and train and train because I do love him. He's a good little boy. He is. And aside from that, it's just kind of getting back into routine. Work's been quiet. Uh, I've got a big meeting today. And that's about it, really. Yeah, nothing much more to say. Football's back. They had the winter break, so I played some five-a-side yesterday. Week one twelve six. That was nice to get back in the spirit, just having a laugh with the lads. So yeah, great. And now I just need to get fit. That's the main thing for the next, for the main season for the eleven aside football. But I've been ranting on long enough. As I said, Final Fantasy VII is an important game to me. It opened my eyes to 
JRPGs. Um, I'd never really played one before. I'd been scared of them. You know, when it's, I played Fantasy Star, I think it was on the Smash system and hated it. As like, as like I was a small kid. But this this game was different. It gave me that tingly feelings, like this is something new and something I should really be experiencing. And I played this game so many times, 100%ed it so many times, and I don't. I love it every time. I don't regret doing it. And the fact I got the remake, yeah, awesome. The fact Rebirth's coming, awesome. And I have so many fond memories of this game. And to be able to talk about someone who likes it just as much as me was was great as well. Now, before I do get into the chat with Adam, we got your guys' thoughts. So, Blaine the Hoagie Man says, I remember before this game came out that I'd never heard the Final Fantasy series. Yep, same as me. Then I saw the commercial for this game and it says Final Fantasy 7. And my first thought was, oh, what happened to 1 through 6? Not knowing any better. I was the same. I was very much the same. Fast forward to seeing my friend play this and thinking, wow, I can explore this huge world and go practically wherever I want, having been used to 2D gaming. I know it's not much to look at now, but I can still consider this a great game. Look, no, it's not. It's not a good, a great game to look at now. It's definitely aged, but I still play that and don't ever go, ugh. I've never gone, even with those, you know, the cardboard cutout people, I've never gone, ugh, that's terrible. Never. I loved it. I still love it. I still love it all now with the pre-rendered backgrounds hold up on the, I, I still love it. It's, it's never going to be ugly to me. I just can't. I will never listen to an argument that it's ugly. I just can't. Uh, Captain Hen says, what kind of name is Adam Blank? And I couldn't agree more. <laughs> he says that, but he's also one of the mods on Adam's server as well. And he's been on this show. <laughs> Fucking hell. I like how you say, what kind of name is Adam Blank? Yeah, what kind of name is Danny Carroll? Let's be honest. Uh, Storm Beagle says, this game has its flaws. No, it doesn't. Shut up. No, wait, this game has its flaws for sure. But no matter what, I will, no matter what, I will always come back to it again and again. The 90s kid that I am will forever appreciate spiky hair, a shitty attitude, and a giant sword. Damn right. Damn right we appreciate spiky hair, shitty attitude, and a giant sword. But then when the next protagonist has spiky hair, shitty attitude, and a giant sword, we're like, fuck you. Fuck you, Squall. You're a dick. Fuck you and your trauma. We only care about Cloud's trauma. Raging Demon says, I will eventually play this, and I do have the remake for the PS5. But if a sequel to a remake of this game is why people buy PS5, God help us all. We truly are trapped in awesomeness that was the late 90s. Shush! Wow, to think that Nintendo lost this franchise to Sony and then this came out. I mean, wow, did they shit the bed going with cartridges. Imagine if this game had been on the 64. How different the console war would have been. Can't deny the impact of this game. No, do you know what? That's a big thing I want to talk about. Um... You know, especially when, we do, when I do the retro, retro Wars YouTube episode, because I'm going to do that next. Nintendo lost out big. And the reason why, this is a quick history lesson. You look at the amount of JRPGs that Squaresoft, they were at the time, had on the system prior to the N64. They dominated. And they, they, had, and they weren't just dominated by numbers. They were dominated by quality as well. Bangers, Manor. Um, the Dragoon series, not Dragoon series, uh, they had the Final Fantasy series, they had Chrono Trigger, was um, it Beyond Blue or Dragon Blue or something like that? They had some bangers, they had some absolute, you know, really, really good, good Breath of Fire 1, kind of. No, it's Capcom. But when they went on to the PS1, you look at the amount of games they had on there. The amount of games they had for the PS1. 
they dominated that with JRPGs. And imagine if all those games were on the N64, yet the, the market would have been very different indeed. Although the game would have been very different because it wouldn't have ran. It would not have ran. I don't think the N64 could do games like Final Fantasy VIII, nine, no chance. It crumpled, crumpled its own weight and it's got even a chance in hell of playing that game. Um, hang on, who else have we got? All right, Chris Coplin says... And Chris Coplin says, Captain O makes a good point about what is a man, a miserable pile of secrets. But enough talk. Have at episode 100. Oh, wow, wait, wrong game. That was him. Okay, okay. Final Fantasy VII was a game I remember hotly anticipating when it came out since I was a major fan of RPGs. And finally, a game my favourite genre was getting mainstream attention. With mainstream attention came people with mainstream perspectives, so wanted to tell me the older games were boring and shitty because they didn't have pretty CG movies and 3D graphics. So I continue to have a grudge against this game. Even if it's a fairly decent game in its own right, and made it acceptable for publishers to bring over more games in the RPG genre that otherwise wouldn't have localised. Yeah, look, I get his point. Like, a lot of people, including myself, was a, was a mainstream person. And then was now open to JRPGs. I didn't have that experience. But I'd like to think I wasn't one of those who thought, oh, the others were shitty because it didn't have that. It was definitely an eye-opener playing the other Final Fantasies. I was like, what? That's not like that at all. But it, of course it wasn't. But I accepted what it was quite quickly, that it was on a Super Nintendo and NES. I didn't moan and go, fucking hell, this is shit. I've played them all. The only one I've not finished is Final Fantasy V. Like, I'm, I'm in it. I, I'm way in it. I just haven't got around to finishing it. So I know exactly where I'm up to, and I will finish Final Fantasy V. And when I've done that, I've done them all. I, oh, no, I haven't finished 15 and 16. But, you know, I've done them all done. 1 to 16. One to, no, I've done I've done 1 to one to 12. Oh, oh, God, you have to remember the online one, don't you? 1 to 10, done that. 12, done that. 13, done that. 15, not done that. Because 11 and 14 are online editions, and obviously you can't complete them. But, yeah, like... I do get it when people are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this game's good, but the others are shitty. No, you've got to appreciate your history sometimes. You do. And finally, Dave McGee says, I remember getting my OG PS1 buying Final Fantasy VII and having my mind blown. I'd never seen anything like it at the time. The graphics may have not held up, but this game changed everything. No, I disagree. I, the graphics have held up. Well, for me, they have. <laughs> they always will hold up. But I do believe this game changed everything. I do believe this is one of the most important games ever released. I don't think it's the most important game it's ever released, but I do think it's one of the, because it's not just that it brought JRPGs to the market, it put PlayStation as a huge powerhouse, and in my opinion, was the reason why they went on to dominate the that, that generation. Now, other games were, I know Metal Gear Solid could have been an issue as well, you know, the thing that said, oh, this is the reason why, but for me, it was Final Fantasy VII that really put the nail in Nintendo's coffin, I, and Nintendo probably went, uh-oh, as soon as that game trailer even came out, because it's that good. Now, I've been talking long enough. It is time to get to the episode with Adam. I said Adam came on. I was so grateful for him coming on. And it's easy. I imagine if I say, everyone go listen to his show. You all probably listen to Remember the Game anyway. Come on, let's be honest. But still, if you don't, this link will be in the description below. And please go over, because he is the master of this thing. He is way ahead he is an awesome guy and he's someone he puts out like five podcasts a week so all the credit to him now i am going to put some music on 
And when I come back, me and Adam Blank are going to be talking about Final Fantasy VII, which released for the PlayStation 1 in Europe on November the 1st, 1997. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the show. can't believe I'm saying this. It is an absolute honour. And making their debut is the host of the number one video game podcast in Canada and possibly one of the world's best podcasts, Mr. Adam Blank. From Remember the Game, how are you? Buddy, that, that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. So thank you very much. And for the record, we were number one in Canada for like one week, three years ago. But I'm going to beat that horse until it's like there's nothing left. So I'm rolling oh. with it. Mate, yeah. you've you've got to like I I've beat the horse that I was one of the best Pokemon trainers in the UK at one stage. I will beat that until I can until literally there's a stud. Like it's, it's literally a nub. I will do that. The wife doesn't uh, care, but I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be on this side of the hosting chair. This is going to be a lot of fun. I, I thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a strange one because normally I'm listening to you in my car, and now it's the other way round. And for me. This is a privilege, and as I said, literally off-air on the beginning, I said there's going to be a lot of dick-sucking here, because I have to get it out there, because um, a lot of the people, some of the people who listen to your show are on my show. We've got the same Discord moderator, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Captain N. Captain N. He's going mad with power, that fucking guy. He's running every Discord in retro gaming soon. See, I'm going to put this out here right now, right? Captain N, he does listen to this show because he's one of our mods. But he, you gave him some power, right? I, I don't know how much mm-hmm. power you gave. I gave him all power. And the little prick decided to make a Saturn channel. And that's where the fucking Saturnians drift to. And it's the most popular channel on my freaking Discord. <laughs> it's those fucking Saturnians. And that's where they fucking Fuck. live. Those goddamn Sega Saturnians. Those fucking like I'm crawling out from under the rocks. I... You know what? If I'm being honest with you, I don't know how much power I've given him because I don't know how to do anything in Discord. So like Either those guys could, they could very easily overthrow me and take over it, and I would have no fucking idea. Like it, none. Even, it even tells you when you do give power to someone. I said, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. am I?" I'm like, they're gonna figure out how to take this from me anyway. I might as well just give them the keys <laughs> and save them breaking in the window. So, well, that's the thing. Is like, I, I, I've. Well, look. I have to be completely honest. Like I've been following you for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. we, we were saying because I've been friends before. It was before episode 100. I think it was just after Echo the Dolphin when I start. I got on board because I was one of the first 200 uh, members of Patreon. So I have my right. little card, which That's is my old when school. I was yeah when I was the honest Pokemon trainer. It's my it's my bookmark I use as my motivation because YouTube found a failed because of boobs. Not my fault. Long story, but. When it came to doing the podcast, I wrote, look, I want to do a podcast. And me and you chatted about me doing a Pokemon podcast. That didn't work out because it was too niche. So I've kind of gone down this route. And yes, Retro Wars is basically, as I used to call it, the UK slash Australian crap unofficial version of Remember the Game. Because it's basically the opposite of you. You are like, you're a Nintendo boy. I'm a Sega boy. That's as simple as it. Hell, your award show is called The Blank Show. And me and Captain N came up with the idea of the copies because I thought that would work. That works quite well. <laughs> the copies. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I love it. I love this. This is. I'm so excited to be doing this. That's outstanding. And, you know, literally, it, 
it's kept me busy. It's kept me entertained. And I want to say, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm not just trying to do this to suck your dick. I'll do that off air and with video. But this is a, a thank you because you are my biggest influence. You are the one who got me in to do this. And whilst I'll never catch you up because you are about 150 episodes ahead of me, I will continue to be on your little heel. And honestly, you are such an influence and it's a big thank you. And imagine everyone who listens to this and listens to your show are influenced by you as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, man. I, I you know, all jokes aside, like it is it is so humbling anytime someone says that to me. And uh, and I always say it like. For everything someone has gotten out of my show, you have paid me back 10 times over because I don't have to drive a forklift anymore. Thanks to you people like you have changed my life. So that's very humbling and very nice of you to say. Thank you very much. I I appreciate that. And this is why I wanted to have you on for episode 100. And what is my favorite game? My favorite game of all time. Everyone's known is Final Fantasy 7. Now, I know it's not Mm. your favorite game. It's because you were back in the days of the Final Fantasy 4 and 6. Yes. No, we're not going to go uh, two and three, whatever. But you were back in the day, and I was a, I'm was a seven boy. It always has been. But when did you start playing seven? I, I bought it pretty quick after it came out, because it was like, I was in, fuck, when did, this, when did it come out? It was 1990, I got it right here, 97. Mm. So I was in high school, like, at that time, and it was in every gaming magazine and everywhere else. And so you couldn't help but, like, but see it. And, uh, and like you said, I, I like J, JRPGs aren't normally my like total wheelhouse, but I, I, can, mm. I, I like some of them. And I had played a lot of Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo. And then I remember seeing the, this, this game popping up in the, in the magazines and stuff like that. And it was like, I mean, it's funny to look at the graphics of Final Fantasy VII in 2023 and be like, they look mm. like they're made of, of Lego. But like 25 years ago or whatever the fuck it is, like th- this was mind boggling. Oh god! To yeah. see something like this, and uh, so I played it shortly after it came out, and I played the shit out of this. I actually made my mom print off a walkthrough for me at work, and uh, <laughs> it was like a whole binder. It was like a massive book, and she almost got fired for it. She had no idea I'd sent her a file that big to to print. But I used to just sit in my room and just grind and just level materia and just grind and grind and grind. This game took over my life for about a year. Yeah, I I got hooked on it when because I saw it in a magazine as well. And I think it was when it was the uh, and they were talking about the PC release because uh, you know again Final Fantasy seven I was like what okay do we need to play the other Final Fantasies beforehand yeah. I had no idea and yeah JRPGs definitely weren't big in my side of the planet in the UK as well and I just happened to see it was a magazine called Master System and there was there was no Games Master and I read this magazine and I saw the anime pictures and went oh that looks quite cool so we rented it and yeah the the moment I that first SM- fmv starts i was like what the hell is this this yeah. is like i'm looking at a picture of midgar right now as my screensaver from the hd or from the remake but even seeing that original midgar i was like this is just this is something different and i was yeah. blown away but unlike you i didn't get hooked in the sense of i was hours and hours and hours because i got stuck quite quickly and i didn't know i thought i was doing something wrong so there was this a scene when you pick up Aerith. And you're meant to go into the next sector to go to the war. You go into the war market, and you have to go to up, up like scraps of metal, and it's like a bit like a little tiny maze. I couldn't figure that out, and I didn't realize a bit was a ramp. So I was going from there to where it looks like you can get to an entrance door, and I was there for about six hours and didn't know what to do <laughs> until I went, "Oh, that's a ramp." But oh. you know, it's funny though because I sh- I struggled with that a little bit in this too because like this was one of my first PS1 games. 
Mm. And you were like, if you're coming from the from the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era, like these like the 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 pre-rendered i don't know the technical terms but like the pre-rendered backgrounds or whatever the fuck yeah. it is like that part I, the part i'm specifically thinking of is that part where there's like that slide in that domed thing where you sit there with Ares for a minute and like you talk yep. to her and yeah yeah and 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 some of those parts i i agree with you like i it was kind of a it was a bit of a mind fuck to figure out like what can and what can't i interact with Thank in you. this environment because it just doesn't like on a Super Nintendo one or like Fantasy Star 4 on the Genesis or whatever, it's very easy. You can basically walk within the lines. But in this, you can kind of go anywhere, but not really. And it's, I get it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's weird. It messes with the mind. But I, I said, I got over that eventually because my, my mom bought me a copy of it. And that was it. That was it. Nice. And I went through the start the finish. Although, <laughs> funny thing, I played it again the second time and didn't realize what the material system was. So went through the first part of the game all the way to Calm and didn't even equip anyone with Materia. What? Yeah. How? <laughs> so <laughs> I was fighting one boss and it's the boss where you've got Barrett, Red and Aerith and you're fighting on like a lift, which is ridiculous in itself. And yes. I was like, well, Red can't, Red can just use fire. Aerith can't do anything. I was like, she, she's useless. She can't attack. And what? Barrett can shoot. And then, oh, I've got some grenades. So I was just throwing these odd grenades. And that was about it. I was like, okay, I've got nothing. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the hardest boss ever in gaming. <laughs> well, but it's, it is funny, though, because, like, it, like I hate to keep referencing it, but, like, my introduction to Final Fantasy is, is two on the Super Nintendo. It's just the one I know the best. And, like, you didn't have to equip any magic in that. Your characters just mm. learn magic as they leveled up. So I guess, like, yeah, if you don't know about the material, like, especially... Like with Air, we're we're going with Aerith, right? Like I always say yes. Aerith because that's what it was. But like I know it's technically Aerith. Um, mm. Like if she's not healing, she's like listen, all due respect, she's pretty fucking useless. Like she, she doesn't is. do a lot of like that staff doesn't exactly you know it's classic white mage, right? Like she's not doing yeah. a lot of not doing a lot of damage. So yeah, if you haven't given her any healing materia, you're like <laughs> she is dead fucking weight. Like when did she, she start learning healing spells? She was. Well, I hadn't I hadn't played RPGs before, so I was like, what am I doing? I was like, attack, 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 attack. What's it? Oh, magic. That's okay. Funny. You you've got mag Cloud's got magic, and that's about it because he's initially equipped with it. But yeah, it, yeah. It was, and I had to learn and I had to, you know, eventually Oh, okay. Now oh, again, because I'm younger than you. So I'm a few years younger, so I was like, okay. And it sounds weird saying that because I just turned 37 last week. I'm like, oh fucking right. hell. The gray hairs are coming out. But I suppose oh, we just mentioned a few of these characters. Now, yes, for those who don't know, there is a cast. There's a cast of nine main characters. And the look, you've I've heard your episode in this, and some of your opinions make me laugh. Because you don't like Cloud. You don't like the main character. You think he's quite boring and quite a I, moody git. I like I don't I don't like I don't hate him, but like, yeah, he's not my favorite. He's not my favorite Final Fantasy protagonist. He's just such a yeah. He's just so fucking moody and whiny and like just I don't know. It's see, I like, thought I about him. this. He, I, I okay. thought about he's, this. Okay. He's not squall. He's not squall no, to begin he, with. No, he's not. He's, for the record, I want to just make it clear. I am in a Final Fantasy VIII like defender. I like that game. Yeah, but I squall, do. I do. But squall, but squall can suck a dick. is is gen. He is like the plain oatmeal of protagonists. Just he's not horrible. The pl- he, he's just horrible. No, the thing horrible. is though, I thought with Cloud, but he's been he's had been through so much trauma. Like yeah, physical he and men- he, mental trauma. He's going to be fucked up. The guy's yeah. going to be so fucked. I don't but he's still just... I don't know. He's still just kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my opinion. 
like especially at the beginning of the game because I'm sorry but like you mentioned the beginning of the game and how you're hooked right away I people talk about two or three of like the most iconic scenes and like iconic cutscenes and, and parts of this game but like that very beginning part where Cloud jumps off the train and and you're like talking to Wid, uh, Wedge Biggs and Jesse as you're fighting I like I love I think that is one of the most iconic parts mm. of this game period is that very interesting because you get hooked right away right but like they're yeah. all trying to be his friend and he's like I don't care not interested <laughs> standing on the train with his arms crossed and i'm like we're fucking paying you to help us with this you can at least say hi like <laughs> what's your problem so i that's just i'm sorry that's just me he's, he's okay his, his hair is cool his hair his hair is cool like i'm glad when you know it comes to all the remakes and stuff they kind of toned down the super saiyan spikes because they were yeah. ridiculous in the main game but you know can you imagine the movie can you imagine the remake of him now having the hair that long no it, it <laughs> fucking looks stupid now Barrett is obscenely big. Like Barrett, yeah. I've never seen anyone that big. I don't. I want to know what his shoe size is. I want to know how big his arm muscles are because they're bigger than my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. His arms are bigger than like like Cloud is like Cloud's a pretty jack dude. Cloud's in pretty good shape, and Barrett's mm. like Barrett's bicep is bigger than Cloud's head. Spikes included. It, it's ridiculous like maybe yeah, that's just is. how the japanese thought black people look like back in the day i don't know <laughs> but fuck me that is outrageous and i know he's got the gun arm and i know again you've got issues with the gun arm my my theory with the gun arm is that how does it work does he does he just like, is it psychological does he have to yeah. push a button i've thought like 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 if he has a bad dream like, does the gun start going off? Because, like, yes, like I, yeah, I've wondered about that too. Because I like Barrett. I think Barrett's a cool character. Uh, I just think the gun arm is like, <laughs> I've said it on my show, but I'm like, so this man lost his hand or his arm, and like that's horrible. But it's like of all the things you could have mounted on it, you chose a giant gun. Like it's played. it's how in what world is that like? He's got this little girl and he's trying to make her some breakfast and like, oh shit, the gun went off. Like it's just yeah. it's never like I don't <laughs> I understand thinking... how this the, the mindset of it. Like it looks cool, but I don't get it at all. Like I, I was thinking like, even if he thing. had just like a like give him like a robotic hand and then when he goes into combat, let him take it off and like put on a gun or like Mega Man. Mega Man's got his hand that comes out of the blaster and then his hand goes into the blaster and he's got a blaster. Like yeah. something like that. But no, this man like it's odd. How does he go to the Isn't bathroom? It? I don't. How does he go to the bathroom? How does he literally put his daughter to bed without it accidentally going off? Night, daddy. Yeah. Oh shit. Tucks his daughter in and like, ah, fuck, not again. Uh, like, it's, it's all right. Just... It's not. She's not mine anyway. It's fine. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's just he is cool. You know, right? I, I like Barrett. He looks cool. I like Barrett's like a big badass. I like Barrett. He, Barrett is a good good guy, and we and it only dawned on me when I was did the Advent Children episode because we did a, a me and a few others went through the the whole of um advent children to rip that apart now okay. whole barrett's about you know save the planet save the planet blah blah blah, blah. and then can you remember if you've seen the movie uh, yeah children? i have it's been a long yeah. time but i have seen yeah. it yes well do you know what he did what he actually ended up doing after the film or after the movie after the game no i don't remember no he, he opened an oil rig <laughs> that doesn't seem safe save, at all it's not but he wants to save the planet it's like, oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I'll just take the fossil fuels. That's fine. Yeah. Like like the, the fucking uh like the, the live stream, like that shit'll that that's that's horrible. But the oil, well we need that. Yeah. That's fine. We need yeah. the oil. Fuck it. Like, you, you gotta do what you gotta do to pay your bills. Gotta, you got yeah, exactly. You gotta you buy gotta bullets for bills. his hand. Now fucking Tifa. Weird. Tifa yeah. Now everyone loves Tifa because she's got two 
fantastic, amazing fists. Yeah. That's why we all love Tifa. No other reason. And no, she... absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no other reason at all. No. No other. Do not look at the anime manga picture of her because it's outrageous. And... I, I saw I saw a thing online the other day that it was like Pornhub released like the list of the most searched fictional characters, and she was like top three. And I just thought like who who like who searches that? I no dis no disrespect to anyone listening to this. If you like, hey Tifa's. Tifa's awesome, but I just I was like, wow, I didn't realize it was that big of market for this. Well, so. I think it's because her fists are so big. Yeah. It's just like, well, <laughs> yeah. better go better go search them, better go have a look at them. But I, I like it. She's your monk, essentially. Yeah. Uh, she's your bare fist she's awesome. character. She, she's she's like she's my second favorite character in this game, and she's one of my favorite uh final like j- frankly, one of my favorite characters in any video game ever. Easily yeah. in Final Fantasy. Like I I adore Tifa. She's, she's awesome. one of my She's one of my main characters. Like I'll use it if I'm, she's my backup. I'll put Tifa in because I just like her as a character. And yeah. when she eventually gets into Tekken, because I do believe she's going to get into Tekken Eight, I think she'll be DLC. Uh, be I will be nonstop playing Tekken Eight with her forever. Forever. That'll be it. Done. And and like and not to go all woke or whatever the fuck the kids say these days, but like for a game in 1997, I thought it was really cool that they they made her like. She's arguably the biggest badass on the t- top two or three. Like she, like in mm. a one-on-one fight, she'll fuck you up. Like she will. Like I, I like that they they kind of broke the mold a little bit for again not to go all like oh you're woke or whatever the fuck, but like that was a big deal back then. I I I adore Tifa. Like not just because she's got those giant fists. Uh, she's just um, <laughs> I just she's just so cool. I just think she's awesome. She is. I, I, I do and I do like her. But then when it comes to the next character, Aerith. Mm. I don't like this bitch. Me neither. I, Me neither. Is it is it wrong? Right, spoiler, spoiler. All right, we're gonna get this out now. Three, yep. two, one. There, she got, she dies. All right, and mm, yeah. I'm not gonna laugh. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna lie. I laughed. I had a chuckle <laughs> to myself when that happened. I went, yay! Yeah. I went, oh, because no, she's just. Uh, I just find her annoying. Like, I just, she's just not the type of person that I would want to be friends with. In mm. real life. Like, and I don't want to hear that, like, oh, she takes care of the kids and she plants the flowers and, and all that. I'm like, sure, like, there's lots of nice people out there that are annoying. She's just really annoying. Like, every time, like, when she's, like, talking to Cloud about, like, will you be my boyfriend? Will you be my body? And I, like, like I just, maybe it's because I'm old, but even as a teenager, I was like, no, I don't want to be your boyfriend or your bodyguard. The game no. won't let me get rid of you, but if I could, I would. <laughs> yeah, I Tifa, don't like I've, just left, I've just left Tifa. I want to go back there. Thank exactly. you very much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Gosh, I can't stand her. And that even there's a scene when you first have her and, and you're running away from the Turks and you're like, run up there and you want to push a barrel. Push the fucking barrel. Yes. Do, just do uh, it. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Push, push yeah. the fucking barrel. And it's, and it's funny. Like, as I mean, we're talking the the OG. I know we're not we're not focusing on the remake, but like, I really was opening in the remake. Maybe they'd like make her more likable. And I'm like, no. Now that you have an actual voice, I actually dislike you even more. <laughs> So there's just no getting around it. She's just, she's, I can't stand her. And I, and I refuse to level her up. I refuse to do anything with her because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's, like, I've thing never cause... seen her final limit. I've never seen it. No, I've never seen it. I've seen it in video, but I've never seen it myself because yeah, you can go all the way and get her final limit break if you want. But then it's like, ah, oh, 
And I imagine people back in the day not knowing this was happening. Like, I had oh. leveled it, so it worked out all right for me. But those people who had done the grinding and had done the work, and then all of a sudden, she's gone. Like, yeah. oh, oh shit. And there were meant to be yeah. codes to get her back. It was like, nope, she dead. She dead, so And her dying was massive in gaming. I think, I know characters had died in other video games. Don't get me wrong. I know, again, I played the old Final Fantasies now and I know characters died, especially in like six. Fucking hell, Kefka's on a killing spree. Oh, yeah. But in <laughs> seven, for a character to actually die like that, like a big story character, for me, was so poignant. I was like, holy shit. I, I've yeah, never experienced this before. And whilst her death was hilarious, it was also shocking at the same time. I think yeah. that'd be a true statement. It was mind-boggling, and it was like I. It's funny because I don't even like her very much, and I, I will blatantly admit I was one of those. Pe- I spent, I I have probably spent a week of my life on the internet looking at rumors on how to revive her, just because I was like, <laughs> I, I want to get everything, and I want to see like my yes. walkthrough. Nothing has this, and like it's funny now. People can mock us and be like, "Well, of course you can't revive her," but like in the early days of the internet when this game came out, dude, these like there was collect a bunch of tissues there was find all these soldier things there was make sure she's in your party at this and this and then talk to this yeah. and do this there was a, a key buried in some place that would get you back into midgar yeah and i i've always been even if i don't like her i've always been fascinated i'm genuinely interested to see how things go with the remake and i won't say anything more but no I, i'm genuinely I, interested just to see if they if they stick to their guns because they kill her in this game and she is dead and that is that I honestly, the remake, it, I've never got a game. I, I was so excited for the remake, and it was one of those when it did come out. It was like my mother in law, shut up, shut up. Let me just experience the first five minutes of this game uninterrupted, please. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the, the rebirth, I've never, there's never been a game that I am more desperate to get home and play as much as I can, as quick as I can, so that nothing yeah. gets spoiled. Me too. Yeah, me too. Exactly. And that that's not happened for a long time in gaming. And. Maybe that is because of Aerith, which I hate, but maybe it's a point. Because you know, the- like you know, that's where the that's where Rebirth is going to end. Is at yes. what's that called? The Forgotten City. I haven't played yeah, the original in a city. while. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, that's where it's going to end. Like whatever happens there is going to happen, and then it's going to cut to credits and be like, now wait for part three. And you're right; Imag- it's going to be spoiled everywhere. Imagine if they just got to the scene when Sephiroth's coming down, and as he's about to like make contact, then it just goes doof and ends there. <laughs> like you. Fuckers. I'd riot. Fucking riot. That will if that happens, I will lose like Rebirth is my most anticipated game by a country mile right now. And if that is yeah. how it ends, I will lose my fucking mind. Do you know what oh I just had a thought? You know there's the scene when she dies and Cloud puts her in the water and it's all nicely. Literally she drops like a fucking stone to the yeah. bottom of the, the water. I was thinking about this and went, that's not actually a good idea. Like it seemed quite nice at the time, but she eventually is going to float to the top of the surface. Yeah, yeah, like this, like, <laughs> decrepit old corpse in a tattered pink dress just floating up to the... That's, that's what it's going to up, actually. That's what it's going to be, though, if you think about it. She's going to float to the surface. Imagine that. Cloud goes back, and this is this body just... <laughs> like, you don't, you don't take her back to, like, her family? Like her adopted, like whoever that is that she lives with when you're at the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Remember who that is? Like, Ilfana like you never. Like you're like, oh my god, your daughter died. Oh my god, where is he? Wow, we 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 left her at the bottom of the ocean, but she's dead. <laughs> Don't worry, she is gone. Like, what the fuck? That's so weird. I never. Yeah, where's Earth now? <laughs> 
fucking idiot. Yeah, I've ruined everyone's image with that. So then yeah. you get Red 13, everyone's favorite yep. dog. Um, you can't have a... He's literally one of the best boys ever. And Absolutely. Red 13, yeah, he was... When he came into it at first, I didn't realize he was going to be a character because he was there just to try and mate... I don't know how Hojo thought that was going to work, but he did. Yeah. He's like, ah, f- yeah. fuck it. Like, it's that, that, do you know what that scene is? That's the equivalent of putting me or putting like any woman in in a cage with a line and go, right, what happens, happens. If yeah. they fuck, they and, fuck. It's pretty fucked up, actually. <laughs> but I mean, like, not that he's not fucked up, but that is that is pretty perverse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree. Red I, 13's fucking awesome. He is his class, and I, I I don't use him that much again, just because I prefer other characters. But I like him as a character in himself. Like he is kind of like, although he's like in his forties, he's kind of like a teenager. And yeah. I'd I'd love to see him again. Like you see him at the end of the game, like years, hundreds of years in the future, and he looks so badass. Yeah, he does. Like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you find out he's a part of a warrior tribe, and I imagine we're gonna in rebirth, we're gonna be looking at him quite a yeah. bit. So yeah. I'm excited for him, but unfortunately, when it comes to materia, yeah, you don't, you can't really load him up as as much, I suppose, because he's a dog. Oh, by the way, the scene when he's riding a, a chocobo—that's fucking outrageous! What the fuck? <laughs> the scene. I was thinking of the scene where he's dressed up like a sailor, and he's like walking yeah. on his hind paws, like <laughs> got, like wobbling back and forth, and oh, fuck. Like, I like it. Does, I, yeah, how... no, red. Like I feel like. I feel like nobody's main party consists of Red 13, but I also feel like there can't be anyone out there that hates Red 13. No, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly the sentiment I did. Everyone likes him. I've never heard anyone, he sucks. No, he's a nice guy. No. Yeah, he's And awesome. then, unlike Kate Th- Kate Sith, or Kate oh. Sheath, <laughs> fuck. everyone seems to have a problem with this character. But I don't so much, because I think he fits the plot quite well. He's just a crap character to use. Yes. You know what? Mm. Like, if 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 halfway, like, say halfway through the game, like, it, listen, like the, the 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 plot of him makes sense, and then it's cool that mm. you can like sacrifice him to get that material. So, like that, all I get all of that, but I just me, I think it would have been a billion times cooler if after he sacrificed himself to get that materia, then you got to play as what's his name that was creating Reef or Reef. controlling him. Yeah, like if he had come out and been like, "All right, well, I'll I'll help you now." Like I would have been like, "That, all right, I'm I'm turning around on K Sith now. Now this is sick." But instead, we just get this fucking weird thing with a cat on top that is useless. Yeah, I fucking hate. I hate yeah. that fucking thing. And I thought for years, I thought the cat was real. I didn't realize he was being controlled. I thought, oh, it's the Mog that's being controlled, and the cat's real. Again, this is yeah. childish me. And then recently, as of like the past few months, I've only found out it's actually meant, to, well, originally it was meant to pronounce Kite Sheath. I was like, fuck, oh. what? But Honestly, it's spelled go, S-I-T-H. Yeah, go down that rabbit hole. Go down that rabbit hole. It's to do with, so I never real. well, in the film, you hear Kate, Kate Sheath or Kate Sheath for the first time talk, and he speaks Scottish. Oh. Right? He, he tells he goes to he goes to Yuffie, Lassie, shut your gob. And I was like, why is he Scottish? And then apparently Kate Seath is from an ancient folklore in Celtic um folklore, which is called Kate Sheath. But then when the mist when it came over, the translation just went, eh, it's everyone just went Kate Seath, and they just rolled with that. <laughs> so I there fucking, we go. Uh, what a crappy character. <laughs> he is cra- and he's the only character. character. He can give you a game over as well. He could kill the whole party. Oh, with that fucking roulette wheel? With his limit breaks, yeah, he could kill yeah. everyone. Oh, fuck. I hate Which... that. I fucking... Just, I never use... I never, ever use him. 
never. No, I, I never use him. him. He, he's gone. And then the final, well, normal member you're meant to get is Sid. Yeah. And I, oh, Sid's in my top three. 100% Sid's in my top three. And he is incredible. He's probably the only character I could cosplay well. And I'd have no problem. I'd even t- take up smoking if I could just cosplay <laughs> him. Yeah, <laughs> he Sid's, makes you look cool. He's so He's my favorite Final Fantasy character ever. Like in any yeah. game. He's my favorite. He's such a... And like we all know like every Final Fantasy has a Sid. And, and that's yeah. all well and good. But I'm like... He is like the most badass. He's he's like that surly guy. I love that they make him the leader for a little yeah. while once Cloud's gone. I'm like, I just I my only gripe with Sid is I wish you got him sooner. Yeah. Like that final party member never gets the respect that the other ones do. No, I, I wish I got Sid's him sooner. Awesome. But you know what's depressing though? Um he he's in the game in, in Final Fantasy Seven, he's thirty two. That's fucked. <laughs> he looks <laughs> I'm looking at his that's picture funny. now. I was like, that's what you think a thirty two year old looks like. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh yeah. I was so excited I knew that Sid was coming and I'm like, fuck yeah. I like I, I am I don't know if I'm assuming you get Sid in rebirth because you have him before Dude, like are you like are you he's gonna, gonna like, no, he's gonna... gonna be in. Him and Vincent are gonna be in it, but I think they're gonna be like Red Thirteen. So <sighs> that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, that, I think that's like... what they're gonna be. They're not gonna be controllable. <sighs> Bass, like, I want to play as them so bad. So do I, because then yeah. I'll be if Sid and Yuffie aren't coming out the team. That's them forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, you like I, you? You're a Yuffie. Uh, you like oh, Yuffie? Fucking, I love Yuffie. Fucking hell yeah. yeah, I love Yuffie. But Sid, Sid, the fact that he's your dragoon. Although I never use the jump ability, I just like the fact he just looks so badass. The fact yeah. he really doesn't give a shit. He hates everyone. He hates yeah. life. He's got and... that smoke hanging out of his mouth and just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just, like, looks... just came along for like, oh, well, all right, I'll come. I love that is his it... limit too. You call in the high wind. It's fucking sick. Yeah, his final one, yeah. He yeah. comes in and he's like, just blow everything up. And it's one of the most damaging ones in the game. I was like, yeah. yes. No, he's awesome. I, th- I think he's the second most damaging limit break at- before Clouds. And Clouds on this slash is the most ultimate, and then it sits yeah, the high wind. Course, yeah. yeah, Clouds, clouds kind of makes sense. But oh my God, I love Sid so much. I can't wait Me to too. see him. Like seeing him, oh God, he's so good. And then the two secret characters who aren't in any FMVs, because originally they weren't going to be in the game, they cut them, but then the the, the main guy went, ah, fuck it, I want him back in. Oh, was that? Uh, I didn't vi- know that. I didn't know that was why. Oh, wow. Yep, yep. That's why uh, they're not in any FMVs. Um, because they went, nah, we're not going to put them in. And then everyone, I think he loved them too much, and he went, no, just put them back in. And that's why all the um, stories and everything are kind of extra. You don't have oh. to complete any of their side. You know that where you find out about I, I knew um, that, yeah. But yeah. I didn't know that so they were cut and then put back in. That's cool. They originally weren't going to be done, though, so that's why they're secret characters. Now, Vincent is inarguably, I think, one of the top 10 coolest video game characters of all time. Sure. I, I will say, like, I hate using him in this game. But I, I think he's so fucking cool. Like, he's got such a dope story. Correct. He is so cool. And I don't like using him because I have a bad memory of facing the Materia Keeper, who's this big, like, I don't know, grasshopper-looking thing. And when Vincent uses his limit break, he becomes, like, he becomes like a devil or, I don't know, Frankenstein, and he has elements. And so when he's this beast, he becomes this fire monster. And I didn't realize at the time that this grasshopper absorb fire so i was wondering after the third hour why is this battle still going on and that's because Fuck. vincent was healing it the whole time 
Yeah, I don't I don't specifically remember what fight it was, but I same thing. I got stuck in a fight where he went limit and then just was like healing and healing and I'm like, I don't want to use you. like you're so badass, but I'm not going to use you if nope. you're just going to fuck me around like this. Like yeah. I'll put you back in that casket, sir. <laughs> but but yeah. he's got maybe like the coolest story of anyone in the game. He's awesome. Yeah. I I really hope they like I know they can't change too much, but I hope they just make him a little bit less of a liability in the remake. Yeah, because so he's you can like, use him. He, he kind of like the uh, knows what's going on more than anybody else. I think he's like, yeah, I, I know, I know what's actually going on. All you idiots don't know a thing about what the actual main threat is. I do. Listen to yeah. me. Yeah. And I, I Absolutely. do like Vincent. Like in Durgis, in the movie, he was badass. And then, yeah, in the game, nah. I just hope he's not much more of a liability because I want to play more of Vincent because he's just so fucking cool. But then you get Dirty Cerberus and I cry. Yeah. Oh, Dirty Cerberus. I'm, God, I'm honestly you... like, with all the expanded storytelling and stuff too, like I'm really hoping they go deep into like his time as a Turk and everything. Like I want to know everything about this fucking guy. Well, they might, like, they might, they might not because that's what Dirty Cerberus was for. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I still... Give me something. I still want to see it. Give me something. Yeah, I want something. I, I wanna, give me more. Yeah, give me something. And then finally, Yuffie, who I love, and I absolutely love the design of Yuffie. Maybe I've got a thing for short girls with bobs, but she's <laughs> so gorgeous, Yuffie. I, she was at my, her and Sid are my main go-to, and she's so much fun. She's a little, uh, what was the female ninja called? Um, oh, someone's going to be shouting at me now because I, yeah, I can't remember what a female ninja is. Um, that's way over but, my head. But she is just so much fun. And the fact that when you first meet her, if you don't do the right things properly, she'll rob you. It's like, you bastard. Yeah. yeah. No, she's... I, I didn't use her, like, a ton in the game, but I uh, I like her character, and I really enjoyed the uh, the DLC with her. From re- I'm like, I'm I'm really excited to get to use more of her this time around. Yeah. Because I, oh. I, I... Yeah. I like the whole idea that, like, she only joined you to steal your materia. And then... 100%. was like, all right fine i'll fucking all right i'll help you guys let's go like she's and she gets a whole section when you go to wutai i was like that's so good the yeah. wutai section's so cool because yeah she's just after your materia that's all this thing is but you get to learn so much more about her and wutai otherwise wutai is a bit of a dead rubber place without her it's you it's it's a pointless place uh, to go to absolutely yeah but no but she's I, uh yeah she's rad i I was a little disappointed that her and Vincent were optional because I missed them at first when I was playing it. Yeah. But then once I got that walkthrough and realized like, oh my God, there's extra care. I never played a game where there was like optional characters like that. I was like, what? You can go yeah. through the whole game. It'd be like, I played Mario RPG, but I didn't get Bowser. Like you can fucking go through the whole game and not get these characters. It's wild. Yeah, it blows you, my if, mind. It's crazy. Could you imagine playing Mario RPG and leaving Mallow on the sideline? Oh, that'd just be... <sighs> That'd be nice. Be bliss, wouldn't it? Wouldn't even have yeah, to do it would be. <laughs> <laughs> fucking absolute. Because I've just played the remake. He's like, fuck you, Mallow. Just absolutely. He's the Kate Sith or whoever the fuck you say it of Mario RPG. He, he's horrible. So as long as the main cast, you've got a great like side caster, essentially backup cast. And some of them, Kunichi, Kunichi, that's a fucking female ninja. Go oh, you got it. Great side characters, and I think that's what helps the story as well. Like you've got the Turks, which are hilarious. Like Rena and Rude are just absolutely incredible characters. They're I, awesome. I love them. And when you learn more about it, like I never realized because Rude, the bald one, who is awesome, loves Tifa, and he won't hit her in the game. Oh, I never know that. I I only found this out recently. His coding is they went actually deep dived into his coding. He will not hit Tifa. 
it unless she's a last member of the party. Oh wow! I never knew that before. That's awesome. Yeah, he'll he'll do everything to re- he will like, he he sometimes he won't even attack. He will either hit somebody else or he won't attack. I was like, that is cool. That is. Yeah, that's sick. Didn't need to put that in, but they did. And then you've got like President Shinra, who is a oh god, he's a fucking badass. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't no. care about anyone. Um, Zach is the most interesting, one of the most interesting characters because you learn absolutely sweet fa about him during the game. Yeah. And, you have so many questions about him, and then obviously that gets answered for in Crisis Core. But oh, <laughs> Rebirth, oh my God, Rebirth! Yeah, dude. I <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when I played, uh, I played the. Was there like is it like a remake of Crisis Core? Yes, or whatever. Yeah, that well, was what remaster, I played. Remaster, remake. Yeah, and uh, and I'd always wanted to play it because yeah, like I I played this game and there's like there's one point like obviously like Aerith mentions him and then there's one point where you like. You come across like his family or yeah, something. Yeah, you go. You see his mom like, and dad. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, who is this fucking guy? Like, I always found. I don't know if it was like lost in translation or what, but I always found that those flashbacks to what happened with with Cloud and him and Sephiroth like confusing. Like, I wasn't sure what was going on, and getting to finally like get to know his backstory and find out everything about him was fucking wild. Yeah, like it was he, he's incredible. such a cool character. He's he's amazing and like I'm to play Crisis Core was so good because you finally find out more about him. Like, okay, this is Crisis Core, but the scene where the if you finish Crisis Core, yep, I have, yep, yeah, the ending of that game is one of the only one in three times video games made me cry. Like, it's actually, wild, yeah. It is even though again I knew what was going to happen. Fuck me, I was in the car driving and the missus like, what's going on? Well, I wasn't driving, she was. Otherwise, that'd be that'd be irresponsible. I'm just trying to play a game while <laughs> driving. Um. But I was like tearing up. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so powerful!" I was like, "Oh, yeah. so rebirth is especially gonna me so much." Sorry, especially that part near the end, like at the end where you're fighting with, you're controlling him, and yeah. you're like, "I don't think I'm gonna be able to get out," of it. and you know you're not gonna get out of it. But I'm like, "Is one enemy gonna kill me, or are they just gonna let me fight until I die, or what's going yeah. on?" Like, it's very, very well done. Yeah, and I, everything's I, like falling apart. He's such a fascinating. If I, frankly, I think it's the biggest. Ugh, for lack of a better term, maybe the biggest fault of the original Final Fantasy VII is like I wanted to know a little more about this fucking guy. Yeah, like I, I, I wish they'd expanded on him a little more. And I agree. Like literally, you can't see it now. Well, we've discussed this with other people. I'm usually in my underpants, and I am for this doing this. But I'm my um, what would you call it? Like desk mat is Crisis Core, and I'm currently just all I can see now is Zach. I'm just looking at him right now, and he just looks so <laughs> freaking badass. Literally, yeah, that is awesome. what I see every day. Zach Cloud and there's Sephiroth hiding as well. Um, oh, what's oh Sephiroth's hiding under Majora's mask? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. I got an, my, my brother got me a copy of it, uh, the Japanese version. So yeah, it sits on my desk. Sorry for your sins, no, but it's there. <laughs> I know that I'm in the minority on that fucking game. But <laughs> now the the bad guy in this, right? Yes. I agree. I'm going to agree with you 100 with Sephiroth in the sense of. He is one of the coolest characters of all time, but he's not he's not gaming's big bad. No, not at all. He he's like he's he's too cool for school. Like he's fucking awesome to look at. And yeah. he's badass when he shows up and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, and I've argued I have argued with people like tooth and nail, but I'm like, Kefka eats Sephiroth's lunch as far Correct. as being a villain goes. Correct. And like I had to I had to sink my pride. Really had to sink my pride, but I you know, having played six, finished it more than one occasion. I do agree with you. 
uh, although I do prefer Sephiroth just in general, Kefka is is the Joker. He is the Chili Gaming's Joker. Nothing compares yeah. to him at all. No, not at all. But that that said though, like like I'm not I'm not anti Sephiroth. He's he's like he's so fucking cool. I just I, I it's is it not odd that like you take this guy who like looks so cool and he's such a badass when he fights and at the end of the day he's just kind of like an angry mama's boy. He is like it, he just, you know like. He just needs know. someone to sit him down and go, right, calm down, calm down. Yeah. This is this is the actual plot. You 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 have got a mummy, you have got a daddy, a real mummy yeah. and daddy. You know, it's <laughs> Drink okay. Your juice. It's gonna be Drink fine. Your man. Ju- yeah, calm down. <laughs> but then this whole game, this whole game could have been averted if someone had just given Sephiroth the juice box. Like, yes, this whole correct. thing could have been over. You know, but. so. They filled it out in Crisis Core where the scene where he starts going mad, Genesis actually rocked up and start digging the hole even more. I was like, Genesis, if you just rocked up and just brought a juice box, this would not have been an issue. (laughs) He is, he is, I, boy, he is badass though. And and I'll sit here right now and say that, well, I think Kefka is the ultimate Final Fantasy villain. Sephiroth is unquestionably the most iconic. Yeah. Final Fantasy villain. I think he's one of the most iconic. He's in Smash Brothers for fuck's sake. He's off. And he stabbed Mario. Oh, Let's be honest, that opening yeah. trailer for Sephiroth was just insane. That was one of the best reveals. I, yeah. When I, I got it spoiled to me, someone said, oh, it's Sephiroth. And I went, fuck off. No, it's not. And when I watched the video, I went, oh, my God, this could be one of the best reveal trailers I've ever seen. It's yeah. just, like, they it spent the wild. budget on that. Like, yeah. fuck. And, no, you know, he, again, yeah. he, he, he's ahead. such a good character. But, again, yeah, Kefka, <laughs> fuck me, Kefka's evil. But yeah. the the story with Seven is all over the place, and I'm not I'm not gonna go explain it here because Christ, good luck. Um, it it kind of started off at like let's blow up all the what would you call them the reactors, the reactors. Yeah. and I actually thought that was gonna be the plot. I actually thought that was Me the too. game. Yeah, I was like, okay. And then when eventually you exit this world. And then you go into the main world. It's like, oh my god! Again, another experience I've never had before in gaming. It blew my absolute mind. It's like, what? That's this is part of a world. What? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's incredible that you basically, like, I haven't played the original in years. Is that where the is that where disc one ends? Is when you leave Midgar? No, no, disc one that? ends after Aeris Death. After disc one is okay. insane. Disc one yeah. is so big. Like you spend so much time in in Midgar that it's like you're you're right to believe that the whole game takes place in this weird city this weird city where like it's you're under this plate and everything and then i i remember that too and i think that's a big moment for a lot of gamers when you first when you first like are on the outside of the wall and then you go walking out and then you just walk off camera and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah now there's this not that you can go exploring it right away but that there's this giant open world now and you're like holy fuck that wasn't the whole game like Mm -hmm. that is i agree with you it's it's that, that's one of the many things I think this game does that makes it so iconic. And, and maybe, again, you played 4 and 6, so you knew open world, you know, that whole thing about, oh, it's part of a map. And again, but for me, I was a first-timer. Literally, mm-hmm. I had no idea what a world map was. I'd never played anything like this. I think I didn't even think I'd play Pokemon at this point. I don't think po- Pokemon came after this for me. And, you know, even that blew my little mind. But this, woof, Jesus... I had no idea, and yeah. you go to all these new places, and then the plot opens up even more when you go to Calm, and you learn the backstory, and I was like, oh my god, this is just so in-depth, and my little brain just couldn't take it. I had no idea. Like, I know the plot does go all over the place, but I still enjoy the story. It's not the best compared to what Final Fantasy have done. I think, like, 
Six is definitely a better story. I think nine's a really good story. But I still enjoy yeah. seven. I still love it. Me too. I, I and I still think it's like I I hesitate to say it's like I don't know if I like at sometimes I think I've implied, maybe I've even said that I think it's overrated. I don't think Final Fantasy Seven is overrated. I just think it was a lot I think it was a lot of and you're you're one of them. I think it was a lot of people's first Final Fantasy because prior to this, like Final Fantasy Seven is the game that made JRPGs cool. Yes. Like made them mainstream. It wasn't like this nerdy little, you know, mm, hey, I'm gonna balance my stats <laughs> game. It was like, dude, look at this badass guy with spiky hair and a giant sword and this giant dude with a gun on his arm and it was everywhere and everybody was playing it. And I think I think that's a big part of what makes Final Fantasy VII so iconic and why I think it's frankly one of the most important games ever made is because so many people's favorite genre is JRPGs. And I guarantee you a lot of them got started with this game. Yeah. Like it, it just it it made did. it cool. It, it definitely did. And like I think you are definitely right because when it comes to like Final Fantasy VI for whatever, the rest of them, all those JRPGs, their character kind of just stands there and does a little hoof. And then yeah. that's about it. But here, the characters move towards the enemy. They actually gave a proper strike. But like, look at things like summons. Summons in the original, like the the character, the, the Ifrif would come in, Ifrif would come in, and then he would just do a little fire thing, and that would be it. No one yeah. would move. But now it's like a full animated video. It's like holy crap! Yeah, it's and wild. every summon you want to see. And yeah, I, it did make them cool. And also just made me laugh when you did the Frank voice. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here come the Simpsons voices. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I love a voice. Like, I, fuck, I can do a Yoshi. I can, uh, I can do what oh, I fuck. do. My f- Honestly, on. I can do, I can go margin boo. Margin boo. I, I just, oh, you don't watch Dragon Ball, but fuck me. I, voices are up my alley as well, mate. Don't you worry. So you do your voices all day long. But yeah, this, this was the, the first game that made JRPGs cool. It put it on the yeah. map. It literally, it, it, who didn't then look at Final Fantasy VIII going, we need this game, we need this game, we need this game. I think everyone was desperate after playing Seven because of how big Seven was. And I hate when people say it's overrated. I was like, well, let's see what it did. Let's see what this game actually did for, for just gaming in general. It Absolutely. made JRPGs the dominance because of Final Fantasy VII, and no one could, you could not have that argument. It, it wasn't, but I'll sit there and fight you. <laughs> There's plenty of evidence. <laughs> look, they didn't even do Final Fantasy IV. They just went Final Fantasy VII because we're that confident yeah. it's going to be that good. Yeah, and it was... And, like, you know, not to get all technical about it and everything, but, like, at one point it was going to be a, a Nintendo 64 game. And then they realized, like, on yes. cartridges, this game is going to be, like, three trillion fucking cartridges. So yep. it had to go to the PlayStation 1, uh, the original PlayStation. That's I feel like I'm saying my showing my age being, like, the PlayStation 1, but, like, it had to go over mm. to the original PlayStation and uh and and that's like i think that it's not only did it make jrpgs cool but like it also went to the like the playstation was the cooler system of the two and so you had people that were playing playstation and they were playing resident evils and and shit like that and now here comes this jrpg that's not classic dungeons and dragons it's in like a modern setting with all these you know all these and it it just like if you want to argue how good of jrpg it is versus other jrpgs i think that's where the overrated thing can come in and i'll i'll hear you and it's up to you like it's not in my top three final fantasies as far as games i just want to play but Mm. as far as it's like impact on this industry that we all love and on the hobby and on like it's it's under it's it's probably and i I would say it's it's a top 10 most influential video game ever made yeah i i definitely agree with that and you when you mentioned about yeah it was meant to be on the n64 i remember when uh, this is a few years ago before my little one was born was it a pub quiz? And this isn't like an elderly pub quiz, by the way. It's just that it just happens. That's what the one we go to. And this question actually came up. 
what video game console was Final Fantasy VII meant to originally be on. No one even had a clue what Final Fantasy VII was. I got up as if my, literally my dick hit the table up. I was like, holy shit, this is my moment. <laughs> this is what my, I've waited for right here. Yeah, my wife looked at me and went, this is your favorite game, isn't it? And I went, yeah, you better get this. I went, don't worry, love. Hey, I've got this. Uh, my uncle's yeah. looking at me as if you don't get this, you don't get fed. And I was like, well, no, don't worry. <laughs> it was, yeah, the fact it was meant to be on the N64, oh my God. And if it wasn't, I think this basically, Final Fantasy VII made the PlayStation what it is. Because every, literally, if you think about just JRPG, Squaresoft at the time were Mr. JRPG. And then they yeah. were taking all the JRPGs off to PlayStation, not from the Super Nintendo, which they had been dominating, and just moved them all. And that hurt Nintendo badly. That hurt Nintendo really so bad. Because I can't think of many RPGs. I know there's Super Mario RPG, but I can't think of many. And even that, sorry, Super Mario, and Paper Mario, but even that yeah. had to be altered because of, a, because of Super Mario RPG. So they got hurt badly because oh, yeah. of Square's transition. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a catastrophic blow because like when mm. people, when you ask people, what are the best Super Nintendo games? Like, unless you despise JRPGs, Final Fantasy three for sure is going to show up on that list, and maybe Final yep. Fantasy two, and Chrono Trigger is going to be on that list for sure. And hundred percent, Chrono Trigger's up and there. And like, yeah, like it was. They were outside of platformers. I'd argue they were like the genre of the games most synonymous with the Super Nintendo. And then to lose that big of franchise like for our younger listeners for your younger listeners that might not know this i in my opinion final fantasy 7 going to the ps1 would be akin to like oh we're uh pokemon's going to playstation next next generation holy shit like yeah, yeah that'd like, be the same thing yeah like it's it was that big of deal and i would like i've said it all along like to me playstation has been on top of the gaming mountain since the ps1 they have been yeah. untouchable whether you like them or not they there's a reason they're the best-selling console every generation and all this stuff and Final Fantasy VII being on the PS1 was such a massive, massive fucking part of that. It was huge. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, the everything about this game, and, like, I'll suck this game's dick all day. I love the fighting system. I, you know, again, it, it was this standard RPG of everyone there. But it was the charm it had as well, the world, the way it created its world. You know, we've talked about how it's such a big world, but it had loads of mini games that were fun. Like we yep. could sit here for two hours talking about all the mini games. Like I wrote a list of all the things you do. It's insane the amount of mini games. Like, I know Final Fantasy VIII had the card game Triple Tried, which is godlike. But this had the yeah, I do. This had the bikes. It had snowboarding, boxing, a dating sim. You could do what else could you do? You could do the um, you can make a mod game. You could do the, um, basically you had to keep yourself cold. You had to keep yourself warm. You had yeah. to do jumping, climbing, pushing buttons at the same time. Squats. The squats. <laughs> the the fucking to, yeah. squats. You had yeah. to basically cross-dress, become a carer for Cloud for a little bit, parachute, drive a train, do a submarine, play Command and Conquer. <laughs> yeah. No, it did. Every, it did. Uh, it's like, I, I so you know, I hate to, I hate to, I hate to cross the swords or, or uh, across the streams here when it comes to references but like i haven't dropped one of these yet. like like the amount of meat on this bone is fucking mm. it's it's like a 40 ounce steak like there's so it, much to do and that's not even including all the customization you could do with like leveling up materials and all that kind of yeah. stuff it's fucking insane the amount of hours and you like, put into this game and the end material wise yeah because materia essentially is your well it can be either magic summon ability or command that's probably or nothing if you don't it. equip it 
Or nothing if you do me. <laughs> and you're just but relying yeah. on the five grenades you've picked up. <laughs> just but yes. People go back and do that battle. Do that battle and think you beat the tank. That's great. And then this little thing, little gunner comes up. You're like, oh, shit. Try and do that with just potions, just Red's fire, Barrett's gun, and grenades. That's all you've got. Nice. Try and Sounds do it. Like hell. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like hell. Was. Sounds like hell. But the materia system was so good because you basically, yeah, the combinations you could have were so good. And again, you, it controlled your magic. It controlled your cure. Uh, it controlled your summons i eventually yeah. i had every character um was like four times cut and normally each character has a role in final fantasy that like we talked about it before like tifa's the monk Aerith is the white mage but if you wanted to make cloud the white mage you can you can do yeah. that um, yeah. and that was with the, the magic of the materia system so i didn't really understand the class system a lot until i started playing the older rpgs and i think four was what i played first because yes. it came on a playstation uh, when they released the anthology collection so that was when I was like, okay, what's what's this? What's a dragoon? What's a, a, a paladin? I didn't understand at the time. And here it was like, do what you want. And it gets to the stage where you fight the ultimate super weapons and people would literally just fart. And all of a sudden you've just done 12 nights of the rounds. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude, there's, uh, I'll try to find it. Um, just just on the note of that, the, the customer shit, one thing I really like about the, the materia system too is... Uh, you don't have to grind each character to get yes. them. Like it's not like like if you equip a, a cure materia to cloud and then you go and grind with them and master that materia, it's not like if you then take that materia and put it on Sid that it goes back to stage one. Like it's grinded. Like it's and dumb. I that's one of my favorite things. I I I I as a teenager and I had all the time in the world to just sit there and listen to music and grind, I would. As an as an adult now, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this over and over again. But in this one mm-hmm. you don't have to. Like you master no. that materia and then you can just give it to whoever you want. And then and you're I, happy. I really like that system. And you're happy and you're done. And then you get an all. So what an all does, if you put like cure and attach it with all, it basically will cure everybody. And once you master it all, you take that bad boy to the shop and then you're minted forever. Yeah. It's like yeah. 1.4 million. I just found it. If you've never watched it, look up 4-8 Productions on YouTube. This dude is like obsessed with Final Fantasy VII, and he's got all these videos about the most powerful materia combinations, some of the game breaking things you can do with materia. And watching it, it's shit that I never thought to do. And I'm like, holy, fu-. it's because you mentioned, yeah, you go up against weapon and you equip the right mimics and all these types of things, and you just cast knights of the round over and over, walk away and beat it. But like, watch some of these videos; it's fucking insane. Some of the it's, stuff you can do with materia in this game, like the it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's a system, frankly, a little ahead of its time, in my opinion. Oh, one hundred percent, it's ahead of its time. But it's, I, I literally the only system I'd put next to it then would be the junction system for Final Fantasy Twelve, or would yeah, the junction or gambit system, whatever it's called, in Final Fantasy Twelve, where you can basically tell what the compute the AI what to do. And oh, okay. I, I haven't played s- Twelve before. Yeah, but... no, 12's alright. Just don't, just don't play with Vaughn. Just don't, don't do Vaughn. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's a dickhead and uh, that's about that's about i'll say with vaughn um but no look again i can praise this game all day long but there's two things like i really want to go into like finish on really one of them is sure. the music the music yes. is godlike absolutely yeah. no Bumetsu is this is and i still listen to this i still have a lot of those songs on my phone um the, the the opening track is still one of my favorite. Like I want to learn on the piano, Tifa and Aerith theme. I want to learn them just because they're just beautiful, beautiful tracks. I have the running track 
uh, the, sorry, the fighting track is when I go running. I oh, nice. Love it. Those who That's fight, awesome. I have that as when I go running, and all the remastered version, I just I'm off, and it, it's amazing. I I know people will again. This is a Sephiroth one, isn't it? Uh, Sephiroth and Kefka one. Which tune is better, Kefka's tune or Sephiroth's? And I will think Kefka's is better than One Winged Angel. I'll put that. Board. I mean, I've, I don't know. I oh uh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I like I I. Oh, I really it, like One Winged Angel. It, I don't know. So I do. Tough. I like One Winged Angel. However, if you use the Crisis Core version, it's not Crisis Core, Advent Children version with the rock band, instantly goes ahead. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, In, that with, makes with sense. The, with the guitar and the drums, instantly goes straight to the top. That is just stupidly good. Like, I, I I will say that like you mentioned the music like the music to me like like this music is I'm I'm not a big music guy but the music in this game is so good that like wh- when they announced the remake uh, genuinely one of the things I was most excited about was to hear what are they gonna do with the music yeah like I want to know what they're gonna like I the the music in this game just gets you like my favorite track in the game is actually the the motorcycle escape music oh just because it's so badass I think it's so fucking badass. That, I actually, that whole... like, I hate that part because I have a hard time. I never, I, I always suck at it. Like I, I'm terrible at fighting off the, the attackers. But I the love bike, that fucking bikers. music. Do you know what I was? I was recently because I'm playing the remake, and I was just doing it again. And, and I was playing the bike scene last night, the first one, and I'm like, little fuckers, get the fuck here. But that I know scene, I can't hit them, but it's so that awesome. little that's that scene though is just amazing. It's like, where's Cloud? Oh, he's just gone to rob a bike. Oh, we're in a mini game. What the fuck? What? Yeah. Yes. This is so just good. Come, fucking comes ripping down the stairs. It's fucking just like the most badass shit in the world. It's so oh, cool. Fuck. And like my cousin has, has a model of that. He doesn't even like Final Fantasy VII, but he has a model. I went, give me it, you prick. I want it. Why, <laughs> why have you? He said, yeah. it looks cool. I went, who is he? Dunno. I went, oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, the music in this game is uh, is all time. One of the greatest soundtracks in the history of video games. It is. It, it is. I think Nobunomatsu, yeah. you know, he is the he is the god. Like you know, you look at other games he's done, like most Final Fantasy's Chrono Trigger, he is there. But the one thing as well, I'm very always impressed with, like the final boss of this game. I like the fact that you can, when you fight Sephiroth for the first time, you can have up to three parties, which I thought was quite cool, depending yeah. on how you get on against Genova. And but then the final, final, final boss that literally when Cloud, I don't know whether he goes into the live stream or he goes into his conscience. I've always thought he's gone into his own brain. Like he's fighting oh, him in his mind. I never like, thought of it that way. I I yeah, thought it was the live stream, but that it, I get it. It makes sense. I've always took it. I've always thought it was his mind. And again, people can come at me and say, "No, it's live stream." Maybe it is. I think maybe it's open to interpretation. But that scene where you're thinking, "Oh, this is going to be this amazing final boss," and all you do is press X or press circle. I was like, "That's that's incredible." Like, yeah. Awesome. You built it up. Yeah, and just I'm, go, I'm fine with that. If you want to get like a big, long, tedious fight, you can go fight the weapons. Like, I, I like that at this point. I'm like, I've probably put 50 hours into this game. We're here. It's over. Let me finish this game off. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like that. I, I do like that. And it was so well done. Like, the the way it was, like, snapshots. Like, and you just go, boop, boop, done. Yes. Yeah. I freaking God. But it's it's such an incredible thing. Oh, I should actually ask you. You know, with the um the mini, we're talking about the mini games, the date simulation. Who did you take? Who's, who do you try and take for the date I simulation? Always, I always try to get Tifa. So do I. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because it's just like, it's you know, I I will say, I will say, 
I mean, I don't think she's going to be an option, but like Jesse, Jesse won a lot of hearts in remake. Uh, yeah, God, she, God she damn was, right. She was phenomenal, but Jesse off to the side. I'm, 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 I'm team Tifa all day. Do you, do you know so, what? I, and, you can take Barrett, which is funny. I think that's funny. Yeah. I've never made it work, but no. I, I would, I would love to go bro out with Barrett. I, I, I've never taken Yuffie because I kind of think that's a bit creepy. Now at my yeah. age, that's a bit creepy. Um, yeah, agreed. And I've never taken Barrett. But yeah, it's usually Yuffie. Sorry, it's usually Tifa. Aerith is like, go away. Go away, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll bring her to the bit where you have to, there's a scene where you can climb and take these potions from these birds. And if you leave them there, you get points. But if you take them, like your affection level goes. So I get Aerith from the party just to take the potions. And she just goes, oh, go, ha ha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See me, thieve. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, you it's are always, always team Tifa if, if at all you, possible. Always. You are right about Jesse. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm playing that section because it's around Jesse. I'm looking at it going, fuck, God dude, that's scene... I know, I know, I know you computer, but if I see you in real life, I'm debating marriage here. I'm like, yeah, Jesus, that, that scene where you're like riding through that residential neighborhood and she's on the like with her. I think I haven't played remake since it came out, but that, there's a part where you're like on the bike with her, right? That's what I was doing last night, yeah. Literally yeah, last yeah, night. that part, yeah. And yeah, you're like, man, like, I'm like, like, Tifa's awesome. I got a lot of love for Tifa. She's a badass. And I'm like, Aerith annoys the fuck out of me. But I'm like, Jesse just seems like the cool girl next door. I'm like, she won a lot of, she won a lot of people over in that remake. She did. It was pretty so, good. Luckily, the wife doesn't follow my gaming, doesn't follow this channel. So it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> love you. She, and she'll never hear this. It's great. <laughs> I even I even said to this morning, right, I know you're working. Can you just cover for an hour? I'm just about to record with Canada's number one game podcast. I don't care. I was like, oh, thanks, love. Thanks. <laughs> love you. Love you to pieces. Amy, do you know how long we were trying to do this? Don't care. Don't care. I've got work to do. Right, that's it. That's love, isn't it? That's for No, she's love. got she's got her priorities straight. She That's that's she where I belong on the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're you're probably higher than me. I'm at the bottom of her shoe. You're probably like the <laughs> you're probably like the, the sock. So the, you're you're doing quite well. I will say, I need to say this out on air, right? This came in your, your Discord the other day. You were asked to play Shining Force 3. Do not. That is a trap. That is a trap. That is a Saturn is game. Is it not good? It's a Saturn game. Really? I, well, I knew that. Like, and that's good, that's my good. big hesitation. That's where, like, because I love Shining Force 1, and I got to play Shining Force 2. And then I'm, I'm the like... same boat. I'm the same uh, boat. Yeah. I'm very conflicted on if I make a deal with the devil. Because if I, I'm telling you, like... If there's if there's a franchise that might get me to dip my toe into the Saturn waters, it is Shining Force. Yeah, that's the problem. That's my fan. exact same my same problem. I did Shining Force one. I'm exactly the same as you. I need to play two now because it's on the Nintendo Switch Online. Fuck yes, and the Saturdays are sitting there going, "Yay!" Literally wait until I make your t-shirts, oh, yeah. bastards. Fucking zombie esque Saturnians. <laughs> literally for me, Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game. Mainly, I think if I hadn't played it when it was. I'd still enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but I think because the impact it had on me just as a person and in gaming, it, sure. it, it's so good. Uh, the story, everything about it is so good. I, I know we've been talking for an hour, but is there anything you else you want to bring? Because we could, in theory, go all day, but is there anything oh, you want to bring to it about it? We, we've covered this game twice on my show, and they've both been long episodes, and there's just so much to fucking unpack here. Um, no, I, I want to just say that like I... I like I mostly agree with you. Like it's like the reason it's not my favorite Final Fantasy, I think, is because it wasn't my first. Mm. Um, but I, I have I have nothing, and it's funny because it's become a running meme in my community that like I'm not the world's biggest RPG guy because I'm 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 not. Mm. But this game is just like 
I, I to this day, if I listen to the 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 Offspring's Americana album, I I think of Final Fantasy VII because I spent so many hours of my life just grinding this game and listening to that CD, just trying to master materia and everything. And I like the amount of respect that I have for Final Fantasy VII is is up there with with like with like Super Mario Brothers. Like yeah. it is just I'm like it is just one of the most important video games ever made. I think it's one of the most brilliant video games ever made like does it have some things that bother me a little bit yes it, like i don't like Eris, and even if i or Aerith, whatever the i'm used to saying Eris. i don't like her very much and even if i did like her i think killing her off is a very bold move and i think it's very creative but i also think i would have been absolutely fucking livid if i had spent countless hours grinding her to get all these limits and then lost her i would have been so yep. fucking angry it wouldn't even be funny yep. um but i also have a lot of respect for the fact that they were willing to shoot that shot and keep it secret it- and, and uh, yeah, and it's just, and, and I, I guess at the end of the day, it's just like, if you try to talk to people about Final Fantasy IX, which in my opinion is the best Final Fantasy, if you mm. try to talk to people about Final Fantasy IX, there's a lot of people out there that have no idea what the fuck Final Fantasy IX is. Like, no, yeah. they know the name, but they know nothing of it. Everyone that knows anything about gaming, no, agreed, it's a big shame. But everyone out there that knows anything about gaming knows Final Fantasy VII. Like yeah, two, I'm... two of these characters got into Smash Brothers after Final Fantasy VII left the 64 to go to PlayStation and knocked Nintendo off the top of the mountain. Because yep. even Nintendo was like getting Cloud and Sephiroth and Smash Brothers is massive. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it, it's huge. It, it's stupid. It, it, I don't. It, yeah, essentially, Square just did so much damage to Nintendo. And when Cloud appeared in Smash Brothers, I thought, oh my God, this is this is my life sword. I've got Cloud, I've got Sonic, I've got Mario, I've got Ryu. Yeah. This is literally my child. Is that Link? It's like, my, my childhood is here. I don't need anything yeah. else. I was like, I'm done. It's incredible. Literally, I'm done. Then they went and had Sephiroth in. I was like, oh my God, is there anything else? You want to add Leonardo in? I know you can't put Leonardo in. <laughs> Do you want to put them in as well? Because they're, car- they're comic book characters. But I was like, fuck, put Spider-Man in as well. Get them in. Yeah. Literally, you're done. But literally, yeah, for me, I do. I, I I think Final Fantasy Nine. You do need to go play that. It's a great game. We have not yet covered Final. Have I covered Final Fantasy Nine? I've I've recorded. No, I've recorded it. I just haven't released it. I don't oh. think. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy Nine, great game as well. Good old Vivian yeah. Steiner. Oh fuck. And me. I. What? And truth be told, I like eight. I think eight eight got a bad rep because it had to live in the shadow of seven. And yeah. Final Fantasy VII Shadow is a shadow that was inescapable. Quite frankly, I think had let's imagine Final Fantasy IX was Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, even though I think IX is the best in the franchise, I think it would have been in a lot of trouble 100%. because the shadow that Seven cast was just you. You took this franchise and you you rewrote the entire fucking script. Yeah, like it you, is you, just yeah. It, it's it literally didn't just rewrite it. I think it just literally created a whole new monster yeah. and. It changed every RPG going forward. I think every yep. other one had to adapt to seven, to like even you know Dragon Quests. Any RPG now, you have to look at seven and go, what did that do for that franchise? Because no longer was the st- every every character standing there in two D what was not what the market wanted. They all wanted the three D model, and it wasn't until we all got back to liking the retro look, like the Octopath Travelers and stuff like that. Then we that became cool again. But it took yep. a long time for that to happen, like over twenty years until yeah, we got sure to that did. stage where we want this again but you know again i'll be i'll be playing some more final fantasy 7 tonight it like i'm it's everywhere like it's, i'm so pathetic it's on my desk it's on my desktop it's on my phone <laughs> i've got the screenshot um from all the more looking outside and to mid uh, of the world I, I, literally i need a life christ i'm surprised I've no not, I've fuck not... that you know what my whole my whole room is ninja turtles ninja suppose, turtles are my yeah. final fantasy 7 
So is, I get it. This, Everyone's got their thing. And this is the funny thing, me and you, because we are opposites in that sense, because you like Mario, I like Sonic. You like Donatello, so does my daughter. I like um, Leonardo. You're right. more of a sporty guy. I'm more of an RPG guy. You don't like fighting games. I do like fighting games. Like, and is literally we are we have some shared things, but then we have things that we're completely opposites on. And I do think that's quite funny. So whenever I hear some of the things you like and the opposite, but no, no, that's it. But when you ever you talk about <laughs> freaking Donatello, you can fucking suck a dick. Buddy, no no no, <laughs> fuck that. Donatello is just you show me the Ninja Turtle situation they're in where it doesn't come down to, hey Donatello, can you save us while the three of us protect you? And I'll turn around. That's what every fucking situation with him is. Rise of the TMNT. Right, watch the Rise of the TMNT. Watch the last 20 minutes of that film, and it is unbelievable, the Rise of the TMNT. The last 20 minutes of that film was so, so good. I love that. I actually love that movie. And that was Leonardo fucking shined in that. I love that they... Because I, 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 I wrote Rise of TMNT off because I was like, I don't know, fucking Leo's not the leader. That's fucking So weird. did I. <laughs> but then, like, in this one, yeah, like, that was that was Leo's story. And that was a good movie. I like Rise of TMNT a lot. See, there we go. See, these so, is the better tale. Now, yeah. like, literally, and we could, okay, I could chat to you all day, but I know you've got things to do. And <laughs> li- literally, like, I want to let you go because I want to say thank you because I know you are a busy man and I'll probably get my balls cut off by my wife shortly. But I do want to say it and say from this at the beginning, Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for your influence on me. Like not just the show. I know we, we joke and call it the copies, but with our award show and there's a lot of things that are similar, but you are the driving force to get me up in the morning to do this show. And I am very grateful. If I could even have one tenth of the level you are, I'd be happy. Like, I love the fact that you've, you know, you're not driving a forklift anymore. I'd love to get to the stage where I can do this full time, but that's a long way off but either way i'm going to keep fighting that dream and you're the reason i do it so thank you thank you thank you but i i can't tell you how much i appreciate that man and honestly like what episode this is episode 100 right yeah yeah like you have any fucking podcasts i read somewhere that the average podcast's life is eight episodes because so many people start and then they don't get any downloads and like well this sucks fuck you so that you've made it to 100 you're so far ahead of like 90 percent of the fucking podcasts out there and i thought this was awesome I had a great time. I mean, maybe people are going to listen to me like, this fucking blowhard from Canada sucks. This fucking sucks. <laughs> but I had a great fucking time doing this. And, uh, and you were a great host. You fucking and crushed it. So you uh, I appreciate the kind welcome. words. Thank you. And, mate, you're always welcome. If you ever want to come on and do any of your games, you let me know. There are some I'd say never do. Don't do Breath of Fire. Don't do... Fuck me. Don't do Breath of Fire. Don't do... Uh, oh, Power Rangers on the Game Boy. Don't do The Bouncer. <laughs> Fuck, I can give you a whole list of episodes not to do. but honestly adam thank you and yeah again you are always welcome on the show and keep doing the good stuff it was my pleasure thank you so much for having me and that was episode 100 and final fantasy 7 for the playstation 1 we've done it episode 100 is on the record and we can now move on to 101 Thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you had a good time. And thank you so much for Adam for coming on the show. And he said he wants to come on again. So hopefully it will be another corker when he comes on. For everyone listening, if please, you know, follow us, as I said, like. And if you want to support us on Patreon, I'm over at patreon.com forward slash RetroWars. And until then, I will see you all next week. Have a good time. Have a nice week. You all take care of yourself. I've been Danny. Bye-bye.